my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I am um, playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. Hi, my name is Josh. I am from the Roll Together RPG stream, and I will be playing Killian Maxwell, a half elf warlock who has come to Barovia. He was with the party previously but has lost them and has joined up with the Tempest on their adventures. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, finding out the best and worst in this world and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. It is wonderful to have you all joining us again for our Curse of Strahd campaign. And a massive thank you to everyone who came out and joined me uh, yesterday at the Collector's Market in Brisbane, the Distillery Road Markets in Eagleby, for the live stream not live stream, sorry, the live in person session. I'm so used to saying the word live stream. The live in person session of D&D hosted by Christian from Hermes D&D Services. We had an awesome time getting dressed up in cosplay. It's the first time I've ever actually cosplayed as a as like a, a thing in a public event. Like I've gotten dressed up for parties before. Um, one of Raf's mates had a Skyrim winter solstice party uh, fairly recently this year. So I got, I, I like, I went in for that hardcore cause I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm all in for this. I did reuse the tunic from that costume, obviously, because <laughs> what else was I going to do? But yeah, absolutely massive thank you to everyone who came along. Um, it was such a fun session. There is a recording of it. It is being audio optimized. We did have one or two teething audio issues at the very, very beginning of the session that were resolved. Um, they are working with the optimized version of the audio. I do not yet know where it is going to be published on, whether we will get a copy. That's still in discussion, but... Once we know where it is, I will send a link. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, if I already have that link, check in the video description or in the pinned comment because it's likely there right now and you can click on it. Um, future. Future. So that's going to be uh, lots of fun if you do want to check that out. It was loads of fun. For those of you who want to see pictures of the event or see what I was wearing, um, don't panic. I have all of the pictures <laughs> ready to upload. Uh, including some um, some really, really nice sexy ones of me rolling dice with the most intense look of concentration on my face you've ever seen um, and a little booger hanging out my left nostril. Uh, so <laughs> don't panic. I have all those photos and no, no, more no, glamour that's shots. That's part of the cosplay. That's fine. That's part of the outfit. That's authentic. That wasn't you. That was the character. 
thank you. Yes. Yeah, he's right. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, so all of those pictures, are they will be on the Discord. They'll also be uploaded to uh, Twitter. I'll check them on the Facebook page too. Why not? And um, if you want uh, copies of the uh, the close-ups of the booger, our OnlyFans account. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, yeah, so the, I'll check some pictures up because it was loads and loads of fun. And we had a great time. That is the only real big announcement I have to make, except for those of you watching on Twitch. This is only for you, Twitch viewers. At the end of this episode, we are recording an intro for Josh. If you are listening to this on YouTube or on the podcast, you've already heard it. It just happened. Um, I, I was very slow to do this. I apologize. <laughs> I can only apologize. But uh, I do now have the uh, the cognitive load and the ability to uh, to record this. So at the end of this session, we'll be recording the intro for Josh and his character Killian. Um, I'll have that already added onto the front of the intro by the time you're watching this on the recorded version. So Twitch people, next time you see us go live, there will be the proper intro for Josh. Finally. And he dies this episode. Oh, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> if you do, I swear so, to God. So sorry, I forgot to tell you I'm leaving after today. Oh. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what though? I can still edit this oh, out, man. so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I, I'm just a liar to the Twitch like community. You, you promised and, it to the no, we'll refer back to it like that time that Raph said Oh that. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the fun announcements I have to make. You make one mistake and you are never allowed to let it go. And it's not even my mistake, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I am a sufferer of it. Um, still step up from the Maisie Peters the thing. So. Why are you reminding him? He hadn't <laughs> mentioned it for like six planned. sessions. Has. Man, it's not not a joke. There are things being planned. Okay, don't you worry. There are things. In I'm gonna work. I'm gonna just put this on the table. If you have secured Maisie Peters for a guest spot, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm gonna be very very excited. <laughs> I do know for a fact, though, that you don't have the power, ability, like, inclination to do that. Have <laughs> so, I tried, though, perhaps? He, he has the drive. <laughs> he definitely has the drive. <laughs> I believe that you would send maybe a, a private tweet. What are, we, are they private X's now? What are we calling them? Do, do I'm they not have X'ing anyone. That's private X's is <laughs> really doesn't that. work. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, when you take a copy of somebody's, like, URL to put on, like, YouTube and stuff, it still comes up with Twitter. So, does <laughs> it? They've not yeah. fully changed it. Good Who would have on. thought that Elon Musk wouldn't implement something correctly? That's bizarre to me. I, I don't know if so I can quite pass that. It's just unlike him in general. Um, holy shit. So, look, Jacob, if, you, if you've got things in the background that you want to share, please do share them. Um, oh, I'm not going to share them until the moment they happen, just so you know. Ominous. Um, <laughs> I guess the only other thing I have to excitedly announce uh, is going to be news to Josh. Everyone else already knows this, so sorry, Josh. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, not next Monday, but the Monday after is Halloween. And we're doing a horror campaign. So I've got a one-shot already planned and ready to go. It was a suggestion from the lovely community. I have fleshed it out and finished it. I have made a... Uh, custom map and everything for it i have made some changes to the characters to the character sheets that the players cannot see yet that i will implement when i am ready to do so and mm -hmm. uh we're gonna get dressed up and like doesn't have to be in character can be whatever you want like i figure let's just get into like a costume of some sort something fun um and do like a proper halloween one shot because we haven't done them before it'll be really fun that's a really scary face has what are you thinking oh so i dress up as whatever i want that's far too much freedom <laughs> it yeah. was I might need to re. Can I? Can I quickly edit nope. that myself and ah. say you can get dressed nope. up as anything? Sort of 
I can sh oh, shit. Okay, well, that's <laughs> that bucks costume. That bucks costume comes to yep. mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nipple tassels do not count as a costume. Oh, so much worse. Uh, but they do count as a covering. Mm. <laughs> not for paintball, my friend. Not for paintball. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Jacob is going to get green screened out painting himself. That's a good <laughs> thank, chat. That's a, that's a really funny suggestion. <laughs> Are you trying to get rid of me, or is I that love, like on my side? I'm confused. The I full think, green morph suit is. Great. I think it's a suggestion <laughs> if you were to get dressed up as Tithla, if you were to like cosplay as Tithla, like oh, I could wow. be Tithla, I could be yeah. Tithla. Maybe we should so, cosplay as our characters. Should we all cosplay as someone mind. else's character? Uh, <laughs> oh, I want I want Raph to do Tithla. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. I have a duster hat, though. I don't have anyone else's gear. Well, look, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll let you know what we come up with. This is angel. this is extremely whip at the moment. We are. This is oh, a wait. work in progress. We will. No, I want to flesh it out right now. Live. No, um, we will. <laughs> we will figure this out. And we'll let you know closer to date what we're doing. But for October the thirtieth, we will do something special for Halloween. Um, I know it's not the actual night of Halloween, but because of time zones and whatever, it actually will be published on the day of Halloween. So um, I figure that way we're still covered. Um, and I can't be bothered redoing a Halloween episode for Avatar Legends. They're so close to the uh, the end of the campaign at this point. I, I don't <laughs> want to interrupt the flow with yet another filler episode. So <laughs> I think we'll just, we'll just <laughs> let that one lie. Um, that's the only fun announcements I have to share. Let me do a recap of the story so far and we will jump straight back into the action. Our series has been following the adventures of the Tempest Adventuring Guild, specifically a new team consisting of Theo, Luther, Jonor, Grinner, and Tithla. Having become trapped within the realm of Barovia while searching for some missing adventurers, the team have been travelling west in search of a way to escape these lands. Their journey has not been made alone, though. In the town of Alaki, the team met up with Killian, an adventurer from a distant land who has now joined with the party. The team are on their way to the town of Kresik, having spent the first night resting out of Istani camp. During the evening, the team were invited to receive a reading from Madame Ava, a Vistani seer travelling with the troop. Madame Ava revealed herself as a powerful divination mage, demonstrating foresight and knowledge of the past, present, and future of the various party members. The team learns they are currently pawns in an elaborate game being played by two powerful entities, one being Strad von Zarevich, and the other currently unknown to them. With Madame Ava's rather unsettling words still lingering in the party's minds, they continue their journey at first light. Deciding to deviate via the nearby lakeside, the group stumbled across an old wizard's tower, standing on a small island off the shore. Moving closer, the team discovered a wagon parked out the front, but no sign of any people nearby. After solving a magic puzzle to open the tower door, the party began to search the interior for clues. It became apparent that the tower had been used as a base of operations for someone until fairly recently, and evidence pointed to the previous occupant being Rick Tavio, a half-elf traveller the party had interacted with previously. After making their way outside the tower, the team were ambushed by Esmeralda, who revealed herself as an apprentice to Rick Tavio, currently seeking his location. While the rest of the group questioned her, and a severed head they had found in the tower, Grinner and Tithla went for a swim, and found the dark waters of the lake a little spookier than expected. After learning the tower had a basement level they hadn't yet explored, the party de delved deep and ventured down once more. In the dungeon below the tower, the team came across a beautiful woman who begged for the party to release her. 
The anti-magic field around the upper floors of the tower must have been leaking down because she was unsuccessful in charming any of the party, um, and every attempt she made to use her magic failed, epically. Um, her nature now revealed as a succubus, uh, the woman attempted to flee, but the combined attacks of the party were too much, and she was destroyed by the onslaught. We left off last session as the final blast of magic... Actually, no, sorry, it was the gunshot, wasn't it? It was the final shot from uh, Luther that yep. ended her. The final bullet that uh, struck through in the center of her forehead caused her body to disapparate, slowly turning into dust as she was destroyed. We jump back in right at the very end of that combat. As you all sort of stand, having just made it to the uh, first floor of the tower, most of you now outside and looking around, you can see Esmeralda sort of coming up the elevator, uh, Killian right behind her. So the both of you, I think, were the last two to have just gotten to the top of that tower, that, that first floor. Um, as she steps out, she quickly rushes over to the wagon and you watch as she peers in very carefully through the window above the door, reaches down into her pockets and pulls out a what almost looks like a long elongated key is the best way to describe it a long thin strip of metal roughly 20 centimeters long with two prongs at the very end pointing downwards there's a slight curve in the very center and you watch as she moves it underneath the floor and like uh, sorry not underneath the floor underneath the door uh between the door and the floor begins moving it around until she hears a soft click and then opens the door of the wagon before heading inside leaving the door partially ajar on the floor, you can see a very small metal mechanism that has been screwed into the floor of the wagon. A rope leading from it around and up and above the doorway, a vial of bright orange liquid hangs in a glass vial just above head height as you enter in the door. I believe when you had had a bit of a peek into the wagon previously, uh, you had spotted these very obvious traps hidden in plain sight just behind the uh, the door of the wagon. I hand over to all of you. You hear the sounds of clatter and uh, objects being moved about and thrown about from inside the wagon as Esmeralda begins searching for something inside the wagon. You can hear occasionally muttering under her breath, the open windows carrying her voice uh, just outside. No, no, it's not here. Oh, damn it. Perfect. I pass over to all of you. Could I please just suss out the dusty succubus? <laughs> uh, the Dustubus, I guess? Dustubus. Sucky dust. Oh, I don't like that. That does sound like a a great... Yeah, it sounds like a great name for a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As you have a bit of a look through the uh, ashen remains of what was once a devilish figure, could you please roll me an investigation check? Oh, I can do that. I don't know if for some reason I wasn't expecting that I'd need to roll anything and I didn't have the page up. Hang on. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want right? to no, suggest that we're playing um, an RPG powered oh. entirely by the rolling of dice, but um, I do that every week where we get into playing. Owen finishes his description of what's happened. I go, oh, I should open up my character sheet. <laughs> Professional stream right here. Um, it, it didn't come across for some reason, but it was a two. Bear with me while I work out why it didn't come two. across. That's okay. Sometimes probably. you have to open up the features and traits page uh, on. Mm. Um, D&D Beyond for Beyond 20 to be able to pass the information and then bring it across into Roll20. Um, I find any time you update the character sheet, you have to do that. It's really annoying. It also helps if I actually open Roll20. That's out. the second... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that comes in handy <laughs> oh too, I must say. Professionals here. What did you open? 
I was looking up a recipe for green face paint. Um, as uh, <laughs> as Grinner begins, I'd say probably at this rate, Grinner, with a two, you're kind of like just kicking through the remains with a, yeah. a steel-toed boot. As you begin sort of like kicking up the little dust, um, piles of dust and ash, the degradation of the body rapidly continues, almost like exposure to the air speeds up the remaining process, almost like a catalyst powering this reaction. And as you kick through, there's not really many things that you find um, through the uh, through the dust. However, what is your passive perception? It is 11. Okay. No. Wait, yes. 11. Okay. As you begin kicking through the dusty body, there's actually no way you can miss this and it wouldn't be destroyed by the dust. So even though your investigation is a 2, um, you hear the sound of something clink against your steel-toed boot a metallic clink and as you bend down and begin wiping away the dust unfortunately it looks like everything else that she was carrying was destroyed consumed by the fire that consumed her except for this black metallic disc it looks almost like a dark banded iron fragments of red vein almost running through the metal itself and on the front face of the coin you can see a screaming face, almost embossed into the metal itself. Can I roll for the fuck is that? I I've fought a lot of things. I think you might already know what this is. It's going to be a very Have easy. we already got another one? I we think do. you've already found a soul yeah, coin that's before. It. No that's one else knows one. that I have it, though. So. Oh, you're yeah, the only yeah, one who knows. Okay. That's right. Okay, Shit. fair enough. Yes. Um, Grinner. I, in that case, I will get a... I guess this could be an Arcana or History check. Your choice. Uh, I think History, given Grinner's fought a lot of different things yeah. over the years, it wouldn't be a surprise for him to have come across something like this. Oh, Four. <laughs> Grinner. This is some sort of, like, knockoff currency. Like, whoever's using this has a sick sense of humour. This, this isn't real money. This is just some weird looking iron with a weird looking face on it I this is probably worth next to nothing unless of course you could pass it off as currency to some shopkeeper can and I that's, that's your subconscious <laughs> can I try and bite it see if it dents with your yeah 100% um as you bite into the the coin I think I will get a wisdom saving throw just for fun <laughs> Nothing to worry about, I'm sure. <laughs> just just because, like, does make sense. 15. As you go to bite into this, there's this sudden feeling of weight to the coin. And as you go to bite down, you pause for a second. A soundless scream echoed in your mind for just a moment. And as you look down at the coin in your hand, the face seems to have imperceptibly changed. The mouth just that little bit more open, the eyes that little bit more wide. This look of terror, agony on the face etched into the coin. As you slowly flip it over, you see a symbol drawn in a script you do not speak. Uh, anyone who speaks Infernal, however, uh, would recognize this um, essentially as uh, the Infernal uh, symbol for a soul coin. So I, I definitely wasn't hiding any of that, but I also wasn't making a big show of it. So I'll leave that to the rest of you, but I'm definitely going to just put it away into a, a bit more of an inconspicuous pocket than, like, it's not going in the coin pouch, is yeah, what I mean. Fair I'll enough. Stick it. 
just tuck it away somewhere safe. As you tuck the coin away, as soon as your fingers are no longer touching it, you feel warm again. You hadn't even noticed this sensation of cold emanating from the coin through your fingers until the absence of it suddenly hits you. Something about that coin's very odd, Grinner. Something's a bit weird about it, something a bit off. While Grinner's doing that, what are the rest of you people doing? Pretty sure I'm in bear form or Bjornling form. So you I'll are, yeah. <laughs> you are in Bjornling form. <laughs> Skyrim bear dot wave. <laughs> I'll slowly develop my Scooby Doo language skills and avoid having to take that telepathic feed. <laughs> oh god. Yes, okay. Look. Practice my bear vocalizations. <laughs> Look, I don't want to say it's a bear necessity that you should have. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Come on now, that's just that's just unbearable. Thank you. Let's see how many we can go. Three for three. Come on, guys. There's got to be one more bear pun. The jokes are poor. Oh, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. We'll let him have it. <laughs> it's a stretch. That's the bare minimum right there. He clawed it back. Um, all right. Yeah, I, just, I, I just honestly, I just feel like clawing my eyes out. There we go. Come on, guys. All right. Thank God I got my claw joke out first, and so now it looks like I was copied. Um, what are the rest of you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you mean? What are you doing? <laughs> well, Tithla is continuing to just try and dry herself off because she's a little bit wet and cold from being in the water. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's, oh, oh, oh. it's cold. It's cold. It's dry. It's drier. Okay, we're getting there. So, so I'm... there could be there go, a few more um, goodies uh, in this basement. I think we should have a bit of a look and see what's uh, hidden down there. The last time we went down there, it, it wasn't fun. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I think that lady's dead. Oh. Did, should we say some words for her? You're right. We should have a, some sort of a ceremony. Um, I mean, what did you, she just got into hell, you take you into the sky and throw you into the water again, so, um, you know, I, we can probably, probably pass on that one. Tifla, I, I think she might be coming back one day, so... Oh, okay then! I wouldn't worry about the ceremony, but Killian, uh, I, I saw you were going to do some cool shit, I, I thought it was going to happen, but you only just walked out the door now. What happened? <laughs> uh... Oh, sorry, nearly completely wrong character. I mean, I mean, look, I'll be honest, you, you look like you were posed for some epic moments, but you just sort of fell in, flat on your face. Did I did I not did I not do the awesome teleporting through blood and throw amazing blood shaped weapons at the I, I must admit my head does hurt now and I, I can't remember what happened in the past two or three minutes. Yeah, I well, did wake up. A lot of blood coming from the top of your head, mate. So I don't know if was that supposed to happen. I, I do not know. Um, I'll just um, wave my hand and pull the blood from my head and put it into my jar. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Really. Um, a few moments. Well, oh, sorry. No, you go. You go. You go. I was going to say to the party. Um. Well, the whole reason we came here was to check for the treasure shall we make our way down now she's not there um, anymore yep, yep. Uh, you're onto them let's uh, let's get going and I just walk past everyone 
Perfect. Cool. I, I casually stroll down the side of the uh, tower to join everyone. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> as you begin making your way back down into the cellar that you had explored before, the dungeon of the tower, um, there's no need to roll. You've got enough time to search through it. With all of you searching together, there's no, I don't think there's any real point uh, having you all roll for this. As you begin examining the, the room itself and, and pulling apart the uh, the chests, the, the different areas that are uh, down here, the desk that is in position, as well as, I'd say probably Grinner, given that you've dealt with looting uh, battlefields and things like that before. Tearing apart camps is something you've had to do looking for gold, and soldiers sometimes stuff gold into like the lining of beddings and things like that. So you, like, you pull apart the mattress the woman had and begin like checking inside the stuffing like for any sort of gold and things like that. Uh, disappointingly, the cellar is strangely bare. As you begin, hey, as you begin looking through um, the cellar itself, there isn't a huge amount to find, unfortunately. What I will get you to do, though, could I please have Killian roll a d10, and let's say Theo roll a d10 as well, please. I rolled a six. Six. And Theo, a four. Fantastic. Part four. That's good. No, that's really good. As you begin looking through and having a bit of a, uh, a peek through, going through all of the chests and things like that, as I said, there's not a huge amount to find. What you do find, though, <clears throat> is a bottle of a strange greenish oil. You can tell it's an oil by the way that it kind of coats the inside of the bottle as you turn it and move it about. The oil appears to be faintly shimmering, almost like a metallic kind of uh, glisten to it. And as you begin sort of shaking it and looking at it, yeah, the, it leaves almost like this residue around the vial, um, it, the inside of the vial glass, which slowly seeps back down and joins the rest of the uh, the rest of the liquid. There is also a uh, necklace. The necklace itself looks fairly plain, um, although as you have a bit of a closer look, the links do appear to be made of silver set on a very small metal inlet again which looks to be silver as well is a pearl that has been uh, almost like a little cage of silver constructed around to hold this pearl in place as you find this silver pearl necklace as you all have a bit of a look i mean those of you who are used to appraising items and things like that it could fetch, fetch quite a bit of money you think this is probably worth anywhere between 150 to 200 gold to the right buyer could be worth quite a bit of money it's very beautifully made the silver as well. One of the things you've noticed in Barovia, not a lot of silver jewelry, not a lot of silver items. Silver is quite a, a rare resource in the uh, in the lands of Barovia. I'd even be able to get a little bit more. I mean, at, talking out of the game, I'm sure Strahd has sent out his spies and other things to eliminate all of that jewelry, I take it. I mean, out of game, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, there's a lot of creatures of the night which uh, fear the touch of silver. Barovia is a land of eternal night. Seems like those things go pretty hand in hand, and silver might not be a uh, a common commodity, shall we say? These items look uh, rather expensive, although we are inside a tower that does not allow magic. Maybe if we take them outside, we can determine if they have any magical properties so one thing i should clarify from last time that uh there were some questions about the basement of the tower isn't locked in by the anti-magic field it only extends from the floors up the reason the 
misty step failed is because you were misty stepping into the area that had the anti-magic which is why the succubus was able to do the ethereal step on that bottom floor but then had to come out of it as soon as her head crossed through you know halfway up the elevator she suddenly appeared again that was because her head entered the realm entered that zone of anti-magic and she immediately got pulled out of ethereals i didn't do a great job explaining that last session hopefully that is a better job explaining it now because there were some people confused by that 100% I get that (laughs) but I listened back and I was like yeah I could have been more explicit with that um but yeah saying that I I say all of that but um I I have a bit of a head injury I could just try casting a bit of magic now just to see if these things are magical and I'll cast the tech magic because I can no I think you're right we should probably take it outside of this anti-magic field (laughs) as you cast detect magic uh Killian the there doesn't appear to be a um, strong sense of magic coming from the oil. It, there's there's almost like a faint sense of magic from it. If anything, it'd probably be the school of evocation, I guess would be the best way to describe it. But it's not like it's a magical item per se. It looks almost like, as you, as you examine this oil, that the oil itself might have very mild magical properties. Um, you could probably consider this similar to something like oil of etherealness, dust of deliciousness, those items that have like a very low level magical effect that actually dust of deliciousness would outright just be a magical item with detect magic. This is a bit more similar to like an oil of etherealness, maybe like an oil of shillelagh, those oils that provide like a low level magic effect, normally a cantrip or a, um, a low magical effect that uh, aren't necessarily enchanted with a school of magic per se. The necklace, however, as you focus and look at this pearl necklace, absolutely, this necklace blazes with light. Ooh. There's definitely something magical about this necklace. It's hard to nice. nail it down to a single school, but 100%, there does appear to be some enchantment on this necklace. Uh, Joan, or, um, I know you are very adept with magic. Uh, do you, I would have to study this evening in order to be able to identify this item do you happen to are you able to do it uh, at the minute or yeah absolutely i could uh, i could do that um just give me the pearl necklace and i'll be able to uh, do something for you this uh, this uh, bottle of oil as well it would be uh, if it has small magical properties but uh, knowing exactly what it does would I think benefit us, we can give it to the correct person then. And I'll hand both over to Jonal. Fascinating little bottle here. Um, Do we want to just learn about the magic or for me to sort of identify and figure out what exactly this thing is? Because having silver here is kind of weird. So knowing if this does a certain ability could be very helpful for us. I'd I'd say yes to both. Uh, You'll notice that when I hand it to you, um, Killian is specifically trying to avoid the silver part of the necklace mainly because he doesn't un- know if it, the demon blood that he has will burn him <laughs> so he's, he's he's unsure <laughs> that's all I hand it over that's okay it won't, it won't burn you look I'm holding it it's not, not a worry at all um, I then uh, I don't ritual cast identify I just cast it on the spot for one minute rather than 11 um, so I imagine he would to identify this he's going to uh, place it on the ground in front of him and he's going to start casting light um, around it and sort of like builds up light that sort of washes up over it and after time it starts to take more shape that, that light that forms in front of him and he sort of reads out what the information is. Brilliant. I'm also going to let you do identify on the oil too if you like because you've got the time. There's no Thank need you. to 
no problems at all. The oil appears to be uh, an enchanted blade oil. If this was applied to a weapon, it would allow the person wielding it to use the cantrip green flame blade three times before the oil is all expended. Um, so it is an oil of green flame blade. The pearl. Jonor, you've heard about enchanted pearls that can allow a spellcaster to replenish spell slots when they have been used up. This is indeed a pearl nice. of power. Once you have cast a spell, you may call upon the power of the pearl uh, using an action and regain one expended spell slot. Uh, if it's a spell slot of fourth or higher, you gain a third level spell slot. So you can gain a first, second or third level spell slot with this only. If, uh, if your spell slot's higher than four, it just is a third automatically. But For that, sure. That is indeed a pearl of power. The silver that it's inlaid in does appear to channel some of this energy from the pearl, but if you were to remove the pearl from the silver links, the pearl would re re retain the power. It's, it's just set in this. The the uh, necklace itself is just a, a housing for the pearl. Oh, absolutely. Um, is it a once-off? Yeah. No. You know no, that it's not. This, no, this pearl can be used, you're pretty sure, once per day. Yeah, it's great. Cool. <laughs> Very nice. You're welcome. Seems I gave it to the uh, right person. Um, well, and guys, that's real are they... pretty. That's real, real, real pretty. I I do just share the information as Owen Owen described, rather than going over it again. Who's Who's Owen? I'm your subconscious right now. This pearl. It's your only. Yeah, precious. Uh, no, but yeah, the pearl does look does look cool. <laughs> I mean, if we want some uh, extra flamey stabby, then um, Grinner, it's probably not for you if you can't line your um, your fists. If you get knuckle well, duster, maybe you can. I, I, will, I, was, I will quickly I was... add, Jonah, you know it cannot be applied to a body part. Yeah. That will result in the body part burning. <laughs> knuckle dusters? No. I'll be honest, it sounds like Killian could do with the oil, and Jonah, the pearl, seems very suited to you. That's my two cents. Um, definitely enjoying this um, this uh, white barrel. So, what would happen, uh, Killian, if you stuck all the oil in your little blood jar there? Could you mix that shit together? I don't think so. It 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 is meant for a it is meant for a blade. Uh, if I was to mix it in with with my blood, I would probably just cause it to change color? I, I don't know. Grenat. I don't really use blood as weapon. Grenat, have you ever cooked and then you know how you have some oil? Yeah. And then you, like if you have some water in there as well, they don't sit next to each, like they sit next to each other. They don't go together. Yeah, but blood's different, right? It's, I, it's actually, you'd be surprised. I know, you should know this. You've had a lot of blood over you on in the days. Yeah, but blood not usually at the same water. time as oil, though, right? Exactly. You've never seen them in the same place at the same time. It doesn't work. You know what, Tiffler? That might be the smartest thing you've ever said. Might be. I've said lots. Not much smart. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the T-shirt. <laughs> Tithler, Tithler on the back with the phrase above the head <laughs> I've said much not that smart and then the Lost Archives logo on the front yeah I can make that tell me if I'd there's a market that. for that tell me if there's a market I'll do it um, <laughs> I would buy that <laughs> okay done 
should I do a quote for each of you? Actually, maybe I should do that as your quote for the wiki, yeah. Jacob. Because each, no, each there you person. Go. There you go. It's a good one. You got that, and then you got Grinner. Um, what was it? Your, your mum for starters. I was thinking. I can think of another quote for Grinner that could be quite good for the uh, the wiki. We're um, not allowed to use that one, Owen. You shut that down. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking more about when you went. There's not much I wouldn't do. I thought that was a pretty good one for Grinner. But um, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna make it weird, um, as as Jonor finishes uh, examining the items, and as you as you make your way back to the first floor of the tower. Waiting for you at the top of the tower is at the top of the tower, back at the first floor of the tower, the ground floor, is Esmeralda. Um her hair has actually now been tied back into what almost looks like a, a large bushy um bun at the back of her head. She's sort of bound it back out of her eyes. She has a bandana over the top of her head that then ties into the uh, the bun at the back, and you can see that she has strapped to her waist. Uh, three more throwing knives uh, on a little harness that uh, just sits above her uh, her left calf. Right. So, where are you going next? What's what's next for you? Look, did you find anything down there useful? <laughs> yeah, you're still a you're still a bayorn <laughs> or a bilk. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time or, or may not remember, a bayorn is a cross between a bear and an elk. Um, imagine the front half of a bear with the back half of an elk and then the antlers of a, of a deer elk sort of rising from the bear's head. Uh, artwork is up on the wiki. Um, I think it is. Maybe it's... Artwork will be up on the wiki. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jonor, how long would it take to learn how to cast the directional light cantrip as described in the Cursed Spellbook? Um... Jonah, that's something you can do in downtime if you if you've got time during a long rest or a, um, I'd even say I think from memory learning spells there's a uh, you add spells to your spellbook as a wizard I think there's a, a breakdown of how it's an hour a level yeah. and this is a cantrip so half maybe but I'm also never in this anti magic field so I was contemplating putting the brakes on the group for half an hour if they would listen. Yeah, I'm just having a yeah, right. doesn't, doesn't specifically say about learning cantrips, but I know you definitely can learn cantrips as a wizard, because... No, the short answer is no, you can't learn cantrips. Um, I, but this isn't like a cantrip that uh, you're learning, it's more like a modifying and adjusting your uh, light cantrip. I'm going to say that it would take you an hour, because it's, it's not giving you a brand new cantrip, it's just allowing you to sculpt and better shape your current cantrip of light. So, uh, an hour it would take you. No material components cool. required just the hour. Great. We'll see if that plays out. Brilliant. Um, yeah, as, as Esmeralda sort of confronts you, she rests her hand on some of the throwing knives, sort of locks them into place. Well, did you find anything down there? Anything useful? A few bits and pieces. But no, nothing, nothing too, nothing that points in any direction for where old mate's got at any rate. That is true. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> shit. All right, well then, thanks for your help with that succubus and for being honest with me. I guess I'll make my way to Valaki. If I bump into him, we'll have a chat. I've got the signal whistle now. Thank you for that, by the way. Give it a blow once I'm near the village and hopefully, hopefully he comes to see if he can meet up with you lot. Great, well, nice to meet you all. I guess I'll see you when I see you. Not that I care. Where are you headed next? Are you going to be okay? Hi, you miss us. She likes us. 
She likes us. We're your friends. You don't have any other friends. Wait, no, that's mean. <laughs> I don't have friends. Oh. Friends friends are a weakness. Friends get you killed and or get themselves killed. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gives you a side eye. Tithler sighs and goes like, how, how about casual acquaintances? <laughs> that's friends. Not, not that I care about your well-being, but where are you headed next? Well, we only discussed that with friends. <laughs> well, you you mentioned it before, so clearly your definition of friends is a loose one. Yeah, we call it casual acquaintances. Yeah, it feels like it's not a tight criteria to meet that box. Um, so we're headed to Kresk. Yes, uh, you did. I think you Tifla, did mention that before. Briefly. You're welcome. Let let off the poor woman. Poor woman. She doesn't have a paw. That was a bear we were talking about. <laughs> I just, I just like, yeah, I just. Yeah. Roll your eyes. I just, yeah, eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Classic Tiffler. <laughs> as I said, as I said before, if you're heading to Kresk, just look out. The Abbot's a weird one. And yeah. Good luck. I hope, there, I hope you don't die. Is there anyone else in that town that we need to be careful of, or anyone that we can trust that you know of? The town itself. I mean, I've been in there once or twice looking for uh, looking for Victarvio. I, I don't know if I could give advice on who to trust there or not. Not the best. I, I didn't spend enough time to get to know any of them. The the tavern that's there seemed fine, and every time I've passed by the Wizards of Wine, the um. The patrons there, the the um, Martov, Martovich, Martovok, they seem they seem nice enough. I'm sure they've got their secrets. Everybody does, but I don't think their secrets hurt anybody. The, the Martovok, Martovich, whatever they're called, the fucking people who run the winery, they seem fine. Not wizards, though. Very misleading name. You you worked at the Abbey, Binchin. I didn't work there per se, but I've I've been through once or twice, yeah. I sort of put my hand on um, Tithler's shoulder. Ow! <laughs> I do it gently. <laughs> I, I know. I was playing into the. I was. I knew what I you know. were doing. I was. I was. It's called role playing. Maybe you've heard of what? it. What? Right? No way. Are we doing that right now? Playing characters. <laughs> no way. What? Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but I look at Esmeralda and I go. So, do you think they have the capability to heal our friend here? Oh, 100%. I've, I've seen the abbot f fix wounds and injuries far more serious than, than the nature of those burns. 100%. What, I, definitely. What would he ask of us? What are we expecting in for his service and healing our friend here? What should we prepare for? What, what would he want in return? I'm not sure. You know? I, no, I, I'm not sure. Sorry, I've, I've never needed his services myself. I, one of the things that I learned was how to take care of myself so that I don't get hurt badly enough to need another person to heal me or how to heal any injuries that I take myself. Yeah, uh, react to that, Jacob. That was a dig. Um. <laughs> Do you know how to heal this then? No. No, I would never let myself get hurt badly enough like that. Um, I didn't yeah, let it happen. They overpowered me. It, it was an animated oven. It was an animated oven. It was very big. I'm sure you had an epic battle with some cookware. Um, Not the... really, I just sort of fell over and it hurt well, me. There was also some hags. Yeah, I'd do my best to avoid them. Unless I'm well prepared. Or um, looking in a mirror. I'm not sure what the 
cost will be. I mean, I've seen people bring monetary goods, items of value, uh, gold, silver, coppers. Uh, I saw one family trade in what looked like the family silver. Um, candelabras, uh, all sorts of items that they'd taken from their house that were of value. And, and I, I mean, I didn't see him heal that person, but I, it, it didn't look like he was going to refuse. I, I have... And you watch her pause for a moment, as if weighing her next words very carefully. I have... I have heard a story that he can sometimes ask for more... esoteric things? What, what the fuck's that mean? Well, it doesn't matter if we don't know, then he can't ask for it. Uh, yeah. Sure. No, what is it? I want to know. Well, I... Well, esoteric means, uh, I'm pretty sure the definition is uh, something extreme, unusual, or uh, atypical interest. Oh, no. That's uh, that's what uh, it means exactly. Oh, no, I'm unusual. Jonah's going to trade me. (laughs) Trading you to get your burns healed is not very productive. He tried to buy me. Now he's going to trade me. (laughs) Um, You'll you'll notice that none of the NPCs seem to be touching that with a 10-foot pole. Bizarre. (laughs) yeah, I, I did overhear one person saying that to get their, um, that it had been a very difficult pregnancy, there'd been lots of problems, and uh, the abbot had, had asked for, in exchange for helping the, the baby come out okay and, and to be healthy and the mother okay, had asked for the, I think it was the blood of the new moon. Weird, right? A little bit weird. But I, I couldn't validate this story. It was a person who overheard a person who was whispering it to another person that I overheard. I, and I could never validate this story. I, I, I did look into it a little bit because that sounds like some sort of demon shit. But I, I couldn't confirm that that had actually happened. And I didn't get the sense that... I don't know. It just seems like peasant superstition. You know what I mean? Like yeah. tall tales to entertain bored minds. When you say that, roll for is that sinister? Can you roll for is that sinister? Um, I'm going to say that it doesn't doesn't really need a roll. Um, Someone asking for the blood of the new moon in exchange for helping a mother deliver a healthy child. Yeah, that's a bit sinister. (laughs) If that's true. If that's true, that's a wee bit sinister. Like, more so, what would someone be able to do with that? I, I tell you what, I'll get you to roll me an arcana check. Um, this is well, an extremely well. hard DC. Esmeralda might have an explanation. Oh, she probably actually doesn't actually by the sense of it. She sounds just as confused as we she, do, actually. Yeah, she... Disregard. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 10. Would the moon's up really high, how do you even get to blood? Would it be, like, <laughs> blue blood because it's royal? There's, uh, there's two moons on Nostea. Is there only one moon here? You don't know, man. You just you, you look up at the sky. You've occasionally seen the moon shine through the clouds. Something that's only just come to your attention now, Grinner. The lunar cycle in Barovia seems very odd. You've been here long enough now, and your subconscious has kind of been working away at this, your passive perception picking this up, and finally your conscious mind thinks about the moon, and your subconscious taps you on the shoulder and goes, Mate, I've been working on something, and then presents this to you. Um, The full moon stays full for a couple of days. And then those interim cycles where the moon is waxing and waning, 
seems far quicker than it does on Nostea. The other problem with Nostea, obviously, there's two moons in the sky. So the two moons, obviously, the way they're aligned, um, they're not exactly opposite. It's almost like a one-week lag between the two moons. So on Nostea, you almost have a full week of full moons as a result of these two moons. As one moon just comes out of the, the full cycle, the next moon starts its full lunar cycle. So it's a little bit different. But yeah, there's something off about how quickly the lunar cycle moves through both full moon and no moon stays stays at both of those for a while and then the waxing and waning the transitional states seem far quicker as if it progresses through skipping some of the states of the moon some of the uh the uh, the waxing and waning states with the full moon i know we're off on a tangent here but with the full moon what sort of light is there from that is it like you know you full moon is usually quite bright you can yeah. see almost like daylight sometimes is yes. it similar so the yeah, it, it's the brightest you get in Barovia. It's as bright as the daylight in Barovia. And now that you guys have been here for some time, your eyesight has adapted to the low light conditions. There's been plenty long enough for pupil adaptation to have occurred. Um, Barovia is much darker than Nostea. For the first two days when you guys arrived here, it was very hard to get used to how dim the sunlight was. But as you've stayed here long enough, your eyes have started to adapt. Yeah, I mean, a full moon is almost as bright as daylight is, which is not saying much though. Barovia is a very dark, overcast land. And the big problem is, right, that clouds almost perpetually cover the sun. And as the new moon comes out, as, sorry, not the moon, as the full moon comes out, <clears throat> even though those clouds are a little bit lessened overnight, there's still this kind of thin, wispy layer, almost like a layer of mist perpetually in the upper atmosphere scattering and taking away some of that light does that answer your question it sure does sweet um would uh, just going off of what we've learned recently would blood of the new moon potentially have something to do with werewolves maybe you watch as esmeralda the- nods along with you killian pointing goes your your brain works like a hunter's i was that's that's the, the closest I could get to a hypothesis as to what that could possibly mean. As I said, I chased down some leads, but it never really went anywhere. And I've never heard of werewolf blood being referred to as blood of the new moon. I've never heard that phrase before in my life. And I, and I no one else could corroborate that they'd ever heard that phrase either. I've written I've down in my never, book. Yeah. The land that I'm from, I've never heard of that phrase before. But then uh, werewolves are not um, usually born where I'm from, they're normally made, so could it potentially be an, an infant? Uh, one that was born uh, naturally? I, I do not know if that is even possible. Killian, I'm going to get you to roll me a history or arcana check. You, oh are, you're, you are very close. Arcana. You are so close. Oh, shit. 11. No, 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 that's okay, because it's a slightly lower DC, because you you're already on the right train of thought. You, as you start reflecting on werewolves from the Forgotten Realms, from uh, Faerun, right? Killian's yeah. Favorite. Yeah, for the God, Forgotten Realms. As you begin reflecting on werewolves, you have sometimes heard of werewolves recently turned being called New Blood. Um, Something about actually, that. There seems some synergy there that you're not... Yeah, some, some synergy there between Blood of the New Moon and New Blood. Just that 
that just pops into your mind. Again, your subconscious taps you on the back and goes, I made this for you, Killian. Presents you with this memory from your a time long past. It, it, it uh, could be, it could also be uh, a recently turned werewolf. Um, there are other types of lycanthropes that you can get in my land. I don't know if that is the same here or not, but um, yes, it could just be that they get the blood of a recently turned person. Anybody here recently turned? You watch I don't as, think so. As, as, you watch as Grinna shakes his head, Esmeralda <laughs> nods. Yeah, of course. I, you're, you're right. How did I miss this? Genuinely looking shocked with herself as she pulls out her notebook and begins flipping through. Yeah, Killian, she seems embarrassed, a little bit distressed as her cheeks sort of colour and she looks up at you. A bit of a scowl on her face as she looks at you, Killian, like almost a little bit cross that you thought of this and she didn't. And she flips it's through the fine. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of an outside perspective to, in order to uh, bring all of the all of the notes together. Please take the information uh, freely. If it helps you, it helps you. I uh, thank you. Uh, thank thank you. I think you're muted, Jacob. I have an idea as to why Killian might have been able to work it out. Oh boy. It was through the power of friendship. Ah, uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. Uh, uh, Tiffler and I have recently made a connection through our through our shared um, appreciation of, of of the pantheons of our worlds. So yes, our gods. Power I remember friendship. their names. Uh, Tithla, you are on the receiving end of a withering glare. As uh, Tithla doesn't t- notice. Cool. She's too busy smiling to herself. Proudly. In that case, then. In that case, then I, you're sure Esmeralda is smiling a beaming smile at you right now. Tithla. What else like, would she, she be doing? Be, I can't yeah, imagine she, anything else. She must be very, very pleased with ha- you having correctly identified how she could be happier and how she could improve Ooh. her life. Esmeralda as you goblin explain. That's information to her. for her. Okay, yeah, exactly. I would call it friends explain. Friends explain. Um. For the rest of you, you watch as Esmeralda turns a withering glare towards Tithla, an expression you've seen on a few people now when presented with uh, prolonged conversations with Tithla. Um, prolonged contact. <laughs> Me and Jacob is just starting to think Owen doesn't uh, like Tithla. What are you talking about? I, I don't Owen know, doesn't I, like Jacob. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're here, you're here so I can talk to you. Why do you think Tithla's had such terrible burns this whole time? It's just, there was the oven. I just made that up oh, on the no. spot that the oven burned you. I How fudged I your dice from here. How do I do in the cosplay for Tithla? Oh, no. Does she have singed hair? You're gonna, oh, no. I think there's only one I mean, way that you can get accuracy yeah. on this. You're good to, you're good to, good to go for the real thing, I think. Okay, if you can get an animated oven to fight me, I'll do it. Oh, no, I was just going to come. Like, I live close to you. I'm just going to burn the shit out of you. And, like, <laughs> no, no, that's too far. <laughs> God. That's actual. Oh, my God. How about his cosplay? <laughs> I don't think there is. I just want to put this out there. I don't think there's a context where you can tell another person, I know where you live. You're close by. I'll just come to your house and burn the shit out of you. <laughs> When this is played in court, I want I want the full record to show <laughs> that I disapproved. 
<laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not cutting it. I want. I need. The, I need the protection of this <laughs> to show that I told them off. <laughs> um, as as Esmeralda flicks a withering glare towards Titha and then looks back towards Killian, shakes her head a little bit and goes, "I think I might need to look into this a bit further." You're heading to Kresky's said. Ask around, please. I, I I will make it worth your while. Let me track down Rictavio and I will come to Kresk immediately after. If you're still there, I'd like to learn more. If you're not, leave a message with... I, I don't know. Leave a message with the... Shit, you can't leave it with the abbot. Leave it with the bartender. Leave, leave it with the tavern owner. You might Sounds want to good. seal it with wax or something. Having Why more friends around it? is always helpful. <laughs> she, she just... She just shakes her head as she stares at you, Killian. <laughs> and then looks back at her, looks at you, and then you watch as she kind of like mutters under her breath, why are you encouraging <laughs> Well, it's been interesting meeting all of you. I guess I'll, I guess I'll see you around, Kresk. Well, are you just going to walk from, from here? No, I'm going to take my wagon. As she well, points yeah, but colorful wagon it, behind you. It's kind of the same. It's a long way, isn't it? She laughs a little bit, gives you a bit of a, a shake of the head, goes around, closes the door, climbs onto the top of the wagon, and then you watch as she leans down and pulls a lever. As she does so, she mutters a word under her breath, just out of hearing, and you watch as in the center of the wagon, a ghostly spectral form begins to almost fade into existence. Yes, Jacob. I think Tithla would try in here because friends don't keep secrets. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, what's your <laughs> passive perception? My passive perception's 15. Would you I like to roll me, as well. <laughs> would you like to roll me an active perception? I would love to because <laughs> friends are, don't keep secrets. Friends don't uh, keep secrets. 12. 12. Um, as you don't listen worry. out, all you can hear, Tithla, is the sound of friendship jingling oh. in your ears. Um as actually you, unicorns yeah you watch as a spectral horse begins to fade into existence almost like it is slowly becoming translucent from transparent and as it does so the wagon um, harness rises up around it and settles into place as this ghostly semi-transparent spirit of a horse is suddenly summoned in between the um, the cross beams at the front of the wagon she leans back and goes I wasn't going to be walking. Gives you a bit of a nod, grinner, and then clicks under her tongue. And as she does so, the horse immediately begins to move. Almost this very still illusion-like form beforehand. And then as soon as it sort of moves into motion, it has this kind of stop-motion effect. The cart moves very smoothly behind it. But every so often you watch as the horse kind of flickers in and out of focus for a second, almost as if it's, yeah, like a, a... I guess the best way to describe it is like a um, an illusion in the process of being like um, de-summoned. Like that illusion magic begins to fail and flicker away like a, an image suddenly tear, uh, torn from a page. As she begins moving back along the land bridge and disappears from view, you are all left uh, alone in the company of only your friends. <laughs> I think I'm going to sidle over to Joan or... Can, can, can you make... How do we get one of Joan or make one of those... Make that happen. Give me a give me a carriage, and um, maybe we could start. You you could do really. 
Nah, nah. Oh. I, I, I don't think I can. That's sort of shit on your parade there. Sorry. Do you want to roll me? Do you want to roll me an Arcana check? I, I, yeah. I mean, you've decided you can't do it, which is already a great sign. <laughs> but did you want to roll an Arcana check? It's up to you, mate. Twenty-five. Yeah, there it is. Jonah, you, I mean, as you as you say that out loud, oh, I I could never do this. There's a sudden moment when you reflect back on all the other things you said you'd never be able to do, but I mean, since coming to Barovia, your magic has grown quite powerful beyond what you'd thought you could ever accomplish. You don't think this magic is too far beyond you? Seems like some sort of summoning spell or some sort of maybe an enchantment of some sorts, but. You don't think it's that hard. And as you focus on it as well and begin to to concentrate, it does seem very similar to a spell that you'd actually read about in a, in a book a long time ago known as a Phantom Steed. You don't think it'd be that hard for you to do. It's really only a third level spell. You know, um, <clears throat> I spent a bit of time and maybe spoke with her. I think perhaps I could figure something out. I did have a look at the... the uh, the cabin, uh, sorry, the 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 drawn caravan. I can't the caravan uh, last time, so I could um, possibly figure it out. No, look, it's all right. I trust you. If you say you can't do it, I, I believe you, mate. You, you don't have to make me feel better about it. I'm just so fucking sick of walking, you know. Look, I think your um your handy skills and my magic would better mush those two together, and we'd make a, a automatic rolling uh, contraption. No, it's fine. I, I believe you, mate. If you say you can't do it, it's all right. We'll move on. Don't worry about it. Jonah just shrugs off that one. Um, <laughs> so, no, not worth it. <laughs> hey, hey, Theo, we, we saw who was the uh, the presumed author of this book inside. Um, if I was to maybe learn one of the cantrips that he had uh, had had described in there. I think it could be kind of handy to be able to present a skill of his if we were ever to run into this uh, this Sergey. Darf. Darf. I forget your fucking. <laughs> <line>. <laughs> I forget that he's a bear. Keep forgetting. Keep forgetting. <laughs> say that, thinking out loud. Oh I then God. turn and guys, um, just give me half an hour. He's going to learn how to direct my light a little bit more. Just give me half an, an hour. How, how much is left <laughs> on your wild shape at this point, Hass? <laughs> Uh, they last an hour, I think. So, plenty. So, 15 minutes, let's say, for the ritual spell downstairs where Jonah was casting Identify. Let's say maybe five minutes searching. That takes you up to 20. You've easily been chatting for like 20 minutes. Ah, surely not. You've got like 20 minutes left. <laughs> but just. Uh, if, jo- if Jonah says he's going to be half an hour, yeah, I'll, I'll morph back. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess that. Yeah, learning the, learning the cantrip seems sensible. Um, cool. Hopefully, oh, we don't I'm run into any, any Sergei von Zarovich's, but. Who is this oh, Sergei von Zarovich? Um, he's the um, author of this book, I presume. I cracked it open and uh, found a little note just uh, hidden in the back spine. Um, I, I have a feeling he's the one who wrote all these spells. Well, initially, before it was kind of corrupted. I presume some sort of a relation. Yes, from, which can only be terrible, I think. So, um, kind of helpful information to have, I think. Anyway, so don't mind me. I walk inside the tower. I should, I should probably add, Killian, as Jonor holds up 
this book that he describes. You remember that inside the tower, Jonor made a bit of a point of looking at the book while it was under the effects of the anti-magic uh, field. I mean, they've mentioned this book around you a couple of times. This, And I think you've outright told Killian that you found this cursed tome that tries to bewitch and ensnare the mind of anyone who opens it yep. and reads through it. It contains spells of, of a dark nature. Um, inside the tower, when you were examining it, Jonor, the book seemed much more like a typical wizard's notebook. You could see, yeah, that it had been, there'd been efforts made to, to learn spells, and it looked much more like a typical wizard's notebook, and while the effects of the anti-magic field were, were applied to it. And that's when you saw the Sergei von Zarevich. So just to make sure everyone's on the same page, because I know that was three weeks ago, and we had a week in between discussing this. Actually, that might have been four weeks ago, <laughs> and then there was a week off. So just, just to make sure you're all caught up. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Um, I go in there and start studying. Brilliant. Jacob, I love your cup. Uh, for the podcast listeners, Jacob has a pumpkin cup. A jack-o'-lantern cup, I should oh, say. Oh, it's Halloween month. Halloween month. Halloween month. Halloween month. Halloween month. Halloween month. I've realized something about myself. Okay. I'm a, I'm a holidays guy. I like holidays. You know, Christmas? Great. Easter? Great. Now Halloween? Great. Why not? Love it. Holiday guy. Hanukkah? <laughs> what? Hanukkah? No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> you were saying the names of holidays not, you liked. Not and touching I, that one. <laughs> I wondered if you also liked like Kwanzaa, like if there were other holidays you liked as well, but I guess not. Well, I guess I'm uneducated. Yeah, fair. Um, as you yeah. begin making your way back across the land bridge, is there anything Something else, else that you I've learned recently? Would you oh, like boy. to know? I don't know if I would. <sighs> Would you like to know who follows Maisie Peters on Instagram? Uh, Is it you? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, other than me. <laughs> Would you like to know whose what? company I keep in following Maisie Peters not, on Instagram? Not right now. We can save it for the end as a little bonus bit for those who want to suffer through that. Come on, he's dying One and only Hideo mm. Kojima. That's, I would not have expected that. <laughs> That's an interesting... Yeah. I don't even know who that is. The uh, maker of a number... Ga- game developer of a number game of games. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding. Um, what other games has like, he done? Loads. An Artur in the game yeah. development industry. Yeah. And so same level as Maisie Peters in the, in the music uh, industry. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> what? Hang on. I don't know if you can oh, compare those. Hang on. Why am I getting drawn into this? As you make your way back across the land bridge um, and rejoin up with the, the rest of the... Or, so I should say go fact, to rejoin though. with the rest of the group. Um, by the time you arrive back at the main road, the wagon that um, Nikolai and Stella Wachter were riding along with their guards and possessions is no longer there you can see deep tracks in the road where it has made a pathway continuing along towards the uh the village of kresk but they appear to have waited for you um you took a bit longer and have carried on oh well, we've got to do a signal i'm gonna do a quick perception check just I'm, I'm pretty sure everything's fine and i just want to check and see if they didn't if they weren't forced to leave. I, I know they said they would wait for us and they'll probably leave. So chances are they're probably all good, but yeah. I just want to just quickly make sure nothing else I'd say probably, happened. yeah, survival or perception would work here. Okay, I'm going to go perception. We did yeah. tell them we'd send them a signal if we needed more time, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's and true. I, I took I'm note of that sure and I was tracking fine, time. But I thought this is good just to check real quick, just to make sure. Yeah, I think we're 15. There. Luther, as you begin examining the cart tracks and looking over them, um, there doesn't appear to be deep grooves as if it was cut 
in a hurry or heavily laden. It looks very similar to the tracks that lead up to this point. Um, there's no signs of broken branches. There's no signs of scuffling footprints. It, it looks very quiet and the ground mostly undisturbed. Um, good. That's no, good no signs of an ambush that you can see. Cool. Yet. Yes. I didn't say that. But you said. You said. I, I just said there's no signs of an ambush that you can good. see. Good. Good to. Good to be you know, safe and sorry. We should uh, probably catch up to them. Um, I know they have many guards, but town's guards kind of don't mean too much in this kind of place. They're not as good as us. Is is that what you were trying to angle at? I mean, you can throw blood. Jono has wings. I can turn into a bear. We're pretty cool compared I'm to like a guy with sword. I, I I can I can walk up towers and such. Yeah, that's an interesting development. <laughs> I can hit people very, very hard. <laughs> I mean, we can all hit people very, very hard. It's just the way that we choose to. Oh, I can't. I mean, I'll be honest. Look at the way Joan or uh, Grinner, sorry, uh, burst through that door. With uh, yes, cool aid guy. Aaron, that look. I, I pat him on the back, give him some reassurance. <laughs> I'd have to say, Grinner, that your your particular specialty is uh, you are very good at hugging people. Yeah. I make sure I hug them until their eyes start bleeding. It's good shit. And you, I was going to say he's very loving, but... Yeah. He sort of ruined it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the eye popping. <laughs> the eye popping. Your journey by foot along this side road. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. this is not a this is not a well travelled path. This uh, this deviation off the major road, which is which is cobbles. This one being a dirt road. Um, the road is partially overgrown and you can see areas where the wagon has slightly gone off the edges, has cut into some of the undergrowth. Following the tracks of the Wachta wagon, Nikolai, Stella and the guards, it is pretty easy, even um, even for those of you who are not skilled trackers. Um, probably Tithler is the, uh, probably Tithler's the most adept tracker of the group, along with Theo. The two of you working together in tandem... Yes, the two of you working together in tandem um, very easily are able to stay on the pathway. And as you begin following the, the road around back through into the forests that surround the lake, the underbrush closes in around you, the canopy locking off the sky once again and plunging you into this dim half-light. Ke- keeping yeah. in mind, forest is Tithla's favourite terrain. Okay. Um, while we're travelling, can I also... Um... I just want to follow the party, but I'll just stay on the outskirts, like on the edges of the uh, tree line, and I'll sort of be more like stealthing um, and using my ability to spider climb, keep pace with them, um, but just stay a bit more out of sight, more up vertically to have more of a lookout. Yeah. Just up and down trees. <laughs> I, I was just imagining that <laughs> god awful scene from the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't remind me. No, thank you. Um,. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about that. As you as you begin <laughs> making your way uh, further down the road, it's only another couple of hours before it joins back onto the main pathway, the road that you had originally been on before you deviated off to go and check out the uh, the lakeside and the tower. The road itself uh, is a little bit harder to follow the pathway uh, of this wagon on as you begin making your way uh, along the road. It's, it's harder to sort of keep a very clear indication of the pathway itself 
um, until you eventually make your way to uh, a fork in the road um, before you're able to sort of like see back where your uh, uh, journey was originally taking you. The road itself splits into uh, a Y intersection at your point with one road heading south through the forests, the other continuing west. But within view of where you are, you can see the road splits again, one heading down towards the southwest and one towards the northwest. The sign at the area where you are now, the first of the Y intersections, um, the sign appears to be partially overgrown. The uh, the um, vines around it having risen up and choked part of the, uh, the signpost itself. But as you step up and begin pulling them away, you can clearly see the sign pointing in a couple of different uh, locations. The sign that's pointing towards uh, the south seems to be indicating deeper Svalich woods. And then underneath that, um, the Lunar Lake. Uh, there's also a, I'd probably say, Lunar Lake for uh, Mount Gakis is what it would say on that sign. Uh, <laughs> underneath it, partially obscured and broken is a sign that clearly once hung above this but has rotted away it's hard to make out only the first words are there but you can see t-s-o-l then the wood has rotted and then a-s-s after a large break are you hang on tommy (laughs) really smiling at ass I am. <laughs> Professional oh <my> stream. <laughs> Professional. Um, the sign that points towards the west from here, um, you can see there's uh, one sign in the same style as the rest of it, the, the arrow pointing towards uh, Kresk. Underneath it, someone has hung a much more colourful painted sign that has clearly been added at a later date, showing a curling branch of um, vines grapes hanging from them and in beautiful gold and silver script wizard of wines pointing in the same direction where would you guys like to go in the direction of kresk in the yeah, direction of kresk the other two seem not where we want to go perfect we were going to the wine first and then to kresk was there both uh, can we I go in the direction of the arse well, does the does the R sign does that oh God. in my mind reminisce um Argon Vostholt? Um potentially. The letters don't quite line up in a way that they should. Do you want to make me a quick history check, Killian? I'd say you've got advantage on this. You've been in Barovia for a number of weeks now. You would have heard of the name of this place. It's just whether Killian can quickly recall it. Ooh. 19. 19. You've heard tales of a mountain pass known as Solenka Pass. You've only ever heard of it referenced uh, along with great danger. (laughs) Uh, It it could be um, Solenka Pass, uh, which is a place that is filled with great danger and we do not want to go near. Plus it is to the south direct south, which I believe is where the Amber Temple is, from what Madame Ava said to us. Uh, that is not somewhere we want to go. I've just yeah, thought of one of the descriptions you would have heard, Killian. Um, one of the townsfolk went, Solenka Pass, it's a crack filled with bad shit. Is what you would it's have another heard. another 
Thank you. Uh, as, as, a, as a direct quote from a uh, person in uh, Velaki, can't it is, is getting a second somewhere. Round. It is a crack full of shit. There we go. Bad shit. There we go. <laughs> so good they named it twice. Um, brilliant. As you begin making your way past this uh, this area and continuing on, uh, not worrying too much about the, um, the ruined signpost, as you begin moving a little bit further on, um, you can see that this stretch of the Svalich road is slightly better cared for um as you reach this area here and the edge of what looks like a, a bridge crossing the road splits again this time someone has made great effort to essentially erect their own signpost a large almost i'd say like two meter banner sign this large wooden post um, that has been erected with a, a large section on front painted beautifully to show these uh, stretching vineyards, the sun setting behind them. And in front, you can see Wizard of Wines, again, painted in this gold and silver text. Underneath it, um, you see a robed figure with a hat, stars on the top, conjuring the words out of air, um, painted onto this sign, uh, the Wizard of Wines. The road to the north that passes the bridge um, indicates the town of Kresk. Well, did you want to get the wine order put in and then if we can either get it sent back or pick it up on the way back when we head back to um, Varaki? Or do you want to do the wines after? No, I think that makes sense. Why not get that out of the way first if it's going to take them a little time to get it together? I can't, to... Yeah, there's nothing more pressing we have to do than, than order booze. At, yeah, that's think. right. That's, that's definitely the most important thing that we're on this trail for at the moment. No, I agree. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> deep in your subconscious Theo you remember your tiny burned goblin companion very deep uh, I think I, yeah, was front of mind. that was definitely front of mind <laughs> I, do, I, do, I, um, I do think the caravan is safe for now so actually I should add you were looking at the caravan ride, tracks weren't you uh, Luther I mean well, yeah, I would have been paying you attention were. To it, yeah. the I, caravan I tracks seem to deviate toward the vineyard when they oh. clearly told you their plan was to head straight for Kresk. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say that, I guess. Um, I actually noticed something odd. They never said they were going to the vineyard, did they? Because their tracks are leading there. Maybe can, I, can I look around the intersection and see if there's anything mm. that maybe they saw danger down the other path and headed towards the vineyard as a safety route? Ah, oh, uh, also percent could I give the help action then? Because I've been paying particular attention to yes. dangers and other things. Survival. Tree, so I can give a bird's eye view. Survival mm. or perception check with advantage, Grinner. I saw your hand up, Jacob. Again, the forest, which is what we're in, Hello. is Tiffa's favourite <laughs> It is, yeah. Um, what would you like For to which, know? Oh what my would you like to creatures, I yeah. think this may be that. You can learn... The size, number, blah, 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 and ex and how long ago they passed through the area. Can you make well, your survival the, check with advantage, Tiffa? We might need that. <laughs> <laughs> Rina, um, eight and six for your perception. Oh, there's a cart that went here. Did a cart that went there. There's some footsteps. That's a nine. You've got advantage. You've got advantage, Tiffa. I said before you got advantage. And you're in your favorite train. I believe you have advantage as a ranger. Oh, and my proficiency oh, okay. bonus is doubled. That sounds right. Oh, your proficiency and bonus is doubled. Yep. Easily. So what's that then? That's a total of probably Another 12. Five for 12. 14. Oh, oh, proficiency oh, and bonus is doubled, so 14? Oh, fuck, we're good. Okay, yeah. so I have a plus five. Yeah, so 14. If, if it's proficiency 14. and bonus, then yeah, you get you get plus five again, so 14. Um, 
Yeah, Grin is dumb. Has looks right now too. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die. No, I, I'm just impressed that out of three dice rolls, we didn't oh, get yeah. a, a above a seven. Like that's <laughs> crazy. Cursed dice. You were not meant to see the danger here. <laughs> Um, Grinner, eight and a six. I just dusted here. Cart went left. We go straight or we go left. Who fucking gives you shit? Um, that's your six. Uh, oh, no, it was an eight, wasn't it? Advantage. Ah, oh, well, Close I guess enough. in that case, I guess in that case, it's, oh, cart went left. Footsteps go everywhere. Who, who gives you shit? Um, Tithler, survival of 14. Sorry, it would be a 12 because it's just your it's proficiency. just proficiency is double. Right. Okay. I did, I did wonder. So 12, 12 still okay. 12. As you begin looking at the tracks, Tithler, you notice something a little bit odd the cart pulled over briefly by the bridge you can see clearly where the cart has then had to reverse backwards you can see where the horses have um stepped forwards and then and then retrodden onto their own hoof prints it looks like the cart was lighter after this brief stop and there's not as many tracks there's not as many hoof prints heading towards the southwest in fact, there are some muddy hoof prints heading towards the north. Yes, Jacob. It says you learn the exact number sizes and how long ago they passed through. So I believe I would be able to see the difference in numbers. Because Tiffler, this is there were terrain. two horses pulling the cart. Now there's one. I was giving you that, but in a way that you had to engage two fucking brain cells, mate. Come on. I was giving I you this. Do, okay, you want Do I need to slap you with it? There were two he horses could, pulling the cart originally. It's in character. They unhitched one horse. It looks like the carriage continued towards the Wizard of Wines. Guys, I've worked being- it out myself. There was two horses. <laughs> One has gone this Do you want more? Way. Shall I stop there? Grinna, Do you want any more? get off. Grenat, stop smudging the, the tracks. You've ruined hey, it. What, fuck. Sorry, mate. Well, now we don't know how many horses there were. Yeah, well, there were two to start with. Just... Just take a deep breath and let your consciousness continue. You see what I have to deal with, guys? At the point where the horses deviated, you can the see hoof prints heading across the bridge. I don't think you need to repeat. I think you can just Some say. Some prints went this way. It's just painful. Um, it looks like it looks like a figure walking and a horse headed towards the town of Kresk, while the cart and four footprints headed towards the Wizard of Wines. There's no way to know how many people there were on each side. Um. But what there was at a minimum was two people and a horse went that way. I'm assuming somebody was riding the horse. And then there was four people walking, presumably another six on the cart, being pulled by one horse, going down to the Wizards of Wines. Where'd the other horse go? Well, it went with the person who was riding it and the walking one. So I just had this image of like every broken game ever where like you get on the horse and start riding your character moves forward and the model of the horse goes backwards <laughs> in an opposite direction. Just, I don't know. I just had a momentary, uh, momentary lapse there. <laughs> oh, Can man. I um, just... Yeah, please. Because we're, we're near... Anything we're near but what a, I'm dealing with right now. No, I got this. We're near <laughs> a stone bridge, yeah? It's a stone bridge, yeah. Okay. I want it's to a lean bridge. out over it and look under Can it. Can I jump off the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 prefer, 
good. I'd prefer if you tossed a goblin. <laughs> but as you, you know, you know in Winnie the Pooh how they play poo sticks. Can you play goblin sticks, please? <laughs> you just toss oh, no! a goblin over a bridge. No, we, we all often just Tithra is the main character. Um Grinner, 100%, as you wander down and peer under the bridge, fist at the ready in case you have to boot the snoot of a troll, um, as you look under the bridge, the water moves by quite lazily. This part of the river wide and deep enough that the rushing water that you saw further back has slowed down to a much more leisurely pace here. The water is as dark as Lake um, Bartok, where you were before the lake under the tower. And probably there's a momentary flash of fear, Grinner, as you peer down into these dark depths once again. The bridge underneath seems empty. No signs of any people moving through here. Plenty of signs of animals, but not much else. You can see dragonflies darting over the surface of the water. Um, occasionally, like, uh, dropping down to land briefly on twigs and uh, leaves that hang over the water's edge. The muddy banks occasionally move with uh, little tadpoles that move about. This area of the forest seems very full of life. So, given that we're fairly close to civilization, just yes, as a just to see, just as a hunch, Grin yeah. is going to start waiting around near the bridge and see if he can find anything that may have been dropped into the water off the bridge. Okay, you guys watch as Grinner begins just like. Rolls up his sleeves, rolls up his pants legs, and then just wades out into the river. Um, Grin, I'll get you to give me a... I guess this would be a investigation. I would also say a survival check. I would allow either. Your choice. Mm, negative mm. one, plus one. I'm not going to do that. I'm investigating. I can uh, give you a light to help uh, search under the water if you'd like. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, true. While you've been traveling, Jonah, you've had a chance to work on your uh, your light cantrip, and you have definitely, after a few practice goes and playing around with it, you can now very, very like you can choose whether to cast your light cantrip in an like essentially in like a, a full three hundred and sixty um, arc, in a one hundred and eighty arc, or in a ninety degree arc. You've got control over how much direction you want to apply to it. So you've got a magical oh, shuttered lantern. He's got a. He's essentially turned light into a um, a hooded lantern. A slightly less good hooded lantern though, because it's only thirty feet and thirty feet. I'm pretty sure the hooded lantern's a bit more than that. Like a bullseye lantern's a little bit more. But yeah, essentially. So do I get it? Oh, here, um, here you go. Here's a stick. Just point it. It's like a. It's like a directional torch. Oh, fuck me! All right, hey, daddy. <laughs> This as as Jonah pulls out a stick and goes, Numos Maximus on the stick and then hands it to <laughs> Grinner. <laughs> um, you do get advantage on this now. Oh, oh convenient. Nat 20 for a Natural night. 20, 19. <laughs> Jonah, very nice. Grinner, your hunch initially bears no fruit until the light catches the edge of something harsh and angular, half sunken into the river mud. As you reach down and begin prying away, you can see that it is a suitcase, uh, essentially a traveling trunk, only about 50 centimeters long, uh, I'd say 30 centimeters high and about 20 centimeters in depth. It's not overly large, but as you lift it up and pull it, and you watch water and mud streaming out from the sides, you can hear something rattling around inside. The lock has very much rusted away. So it's been there for a while? But yeah, it's probably been there for a long time. Oh, hey, hey, look! I, I start running back to the others. 
I found a thing. Look. I'm so proud of Ooh, you. Look at that one. Yeah. I, I just smash it on the ground. Of course you do. Um, Yeah, of of course you do. As you, I would be standing right beside him as he did it. Yeah, I bet. Um, I'm gonna get you to roll me a d100 as you smash into the ground because I've just pulled open what's in this little uh, traveler's chest, and um, there may be some consequences. (laughs) Twenty-eight. The sound of glass shattering as you do this. As you peer inside the trunk, you see a bottle shattered into pieces, liquid draining onto the sides and out onto the mud. The liquid seems to shimmer with this almost like slight orangey um, yellow glow. And in the very center, a feather that's floating on the surface of the liquid slowly begins to essentially, essentially disintegrate and melt into the liquid itself burning away into nothingness as whatever this potion was is thoroughly ruined by your smash. Um, Grinner smash! As well, you... There was nothing in there, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, just, there was, but... Just because I'm an asshole, would you like to know what that potion was? Yes. Um, full potion by the sense of it, man. It was a... No, it was a potion of enhanced ability. Uh, anyone who drank that Ooh, would have gotten uh, Eagle's actually... Splendor and had advantage on bad. charisma checks uh, for... Uh, one hour. <laughs> Who needs charisma in this party? It's <laughs> a good point. Um, the the rest, every single one of us. The warlock. <laughs> I can think of someone else who might want uh, want uh, replenishable spell slots too. Oh, the warlock does get him back on a short rest. I guess that's a, that's probably probably fair. Um, the rest of the contents of the trunk are mostly ruined by exposure to the mud and water. It looks like this contained a number of items. The the, um, potion itself looked like it was wrapped in cloth. The cloth has been ruined by the water and the mud. It's disintegrated as you sort of like begin, I guess like sifting through the silty rotten mess that is the inside of this trunk. Um, It doesn't take too long before your hand comes up with a small pouch. And as you peer inside Grinner, um, you see that it contains what looks like two gemstones. bright blue a little bit frosted as you look at two aquamarine gemstones inside this pouch I'm going to pass those over to Jonah are these any good for the fucking shit you do oh I'll give these ones a bit of a look um hey uh Killian these aren't these aren't the same gems you had uh for the teleportation means didn't you well no we found those in a briefcase they're not the same ones Jonah don't be ridiculous. Nope, not I, the I, same. Think, okay. I think the one that I have is uh, red in colour, and I'll pull it out just to sort of compare it, just in case they are the same, just a different colour. Yeah, yeah you, you were you were handed a ruby. Um, that's been cut and carefully looked after. These seem much more raw, almost um, like they haven't been fully processed and, and um, cleaned up yet. As you have a bit of a look at them, they, I mean, to the right buyer, could be worth anywhere between maybe 200 to 220 gold pieces. They do appear to be uh, aquamarine or sapphire. Or um, I could check to see if they're magical, just to save you on magical magical energy, it, wasting it on a identifying it. If it is not, um, my ability to see magic does not cost me anything. I'm just going to investigate it then, rather than Arcana. You, you can give an Arcana check. Then. It doesn't cost you a spell slot to Arcana. Yeah, I'll, sure do, I'll do detect magic in case there's anything in the area anyway. 
Yeah. Um, as you do detect magic, there is no magic emanating from these uh, from these gemstones. Jonah, as you look at them, um, normally for enchanted gems, normally they've been cut and polished first. It's very rare for, for a wizard to go to the trouble of enchanting an uncut gemstone, mainly because it doesn't look as good. Wizards can be um, quite uh, quite frivolous uh, fashionistas at the right times. They certainly do like long flowing robes, lots of uh, stars on their hats and uh, their gemstones to be cut and polished if you enchant, excuse me, an uncut gemstone and you did go get it cut in the future, you do risk the chance of, of essentially dispelling the magic that's on this gemstone. So it'd be very unusual for a wizard or, or, or an enchanter to go to the, the trouble of enchanting an uncut gemstone. Very, very unusual. Um, regular old uh, nice uh, gems right here. Um, nothing too much to speak of. Oh, all right. Is there anything else in the case that we found sludge and um decayed cloth that probably was once clothes maybe this is a traveling trunk that someone had and as they crossed the bridge it was shaken loose or they were attacked and it fell into the river hard to know the history of this so i i want to look for one more thing on that case i want to look for any identifying marks so whether they've got something embroidered into their sludgy clothing or whether there's something on the chest itself, something that might give any idea, any indicator as to the owner. I'm happy to use your natural 20. Oh, so you go, Tom. Of digitation to help him in that. Nice. I'm That will help. I'm happy to use your natural 20 from before. I'm now very happy to use your natural 20 from before as Jonah helps with this prestidigitation to clean up the case. As you look over the case, no embossed symbols on the case itself. As you look through the clothing, no tags no names embroidered or anything like that um the closest you find to what could be an identifying feature is a very faded and um degraded what looks like maybe a crest of some sorts on the front of the case um as you look at it closely it's hard to make out too much detail but with jonor's help casting prestidigitation and, and peering a little bit closer it looks not too dissimilar to the crest of the Velakovich family. Can I... I, I want to make a rubbing of it. If, if uh, Jodor, have you got have you got any spare paper floating around? <laughs> Jodor, I need to rub one out. Can you get me some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, just, I need some paper and I need some drawing materials. I just got to rub something out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can sketch whatever you need. Just uh, say the word. Sorry, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's fine. Just pass it here. It's the, the, this should, look, I saw someone, uh, one of the people in, in my band do this back in the day. Look, watch. It's really cool. Uh, I'm going to try and um, make a rubbing of the, the crest onto the paper using yeah 100 percent. You, you can definitely do so um especially with journal having cast prestidigitation to dry off the the water and get rid of the mud you make a little bit of a rubbing of the crest as you do so yeah as i said part of it's faded and and, and broken away but it, it doesn't look too dissimilar from the Velakovich family crest the sign of the what looks like a crow maybe on the left hand side the right hand side completely eroded but now that you've uh, now that you've rubbed it out clearly a v as well in the very center of the shields i've got a lot more clarity now that i've rubbed it out <laughs> i 
think we've got the name of our episode. <laughs> Grinner rubs one out. <laughs> Do you know what though? I think I think our uh, our uh, click ratio would be very high for that. <laughs> Do you think? Sex sells, and I'll just get a close up of Grinner. <laughs> just go like. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, definitely, definitely does not look too dissimilar from the Volakovich family crest. But I mean, this looks old. It looks like it's been here for a long time. Okay, I'm going to fold that piece of paper up and put it away. Cool. Brilliant. Now, what would you guys like to do? You've kind of got, I guess, three roads ahead of you. The lackey, the wizard of wines, or whatever the fuck you want to do. So the horses, they went, one went that way and one in the cart went that way. I think we should go to the wines. I'm yeah, we should the check in on the decision to go to the wines. Yes. Brilliant. I agree. Brilliant. As you all begin making your way along the southwestern road, traveling down through an area of forest that is much less dense than the area surrounding the river, you can see signs that this maybe was once cleared and um, uh, I'd say maybe, maybe used as farmland a long time ago but has since been reclaimed by the surrounding uh, forest. The journey takes you another couple of hours. By this point, um, the afternoon sun is beginning to drop below the uh, the treetops above you and the light beginning to fade. The pathway that you follow, eventually the cobblestones run out and you begin moving along dirt roads once again. Interestingly, the cart doesn't seem to have slowed or stopped. If anything, it seems to have continued along this dirt road, which would have been difficult. The roots that tangle around this area make it... It would have made it very hard for a a horse and cart to travel along without really jostling and bumping whoever was unfortunate enough to be inside the wagon at the time. It seems very... I would say very odd. It does stand out as a, as a bit of an oddity to to all of you, especially those of you who are tracking this area. Um, eventually, though, the forest begins to fall away, and you can see in the distance a large vineyard. The hills are covered in rows upon rows of uh, grapevines. The trellises that they have been mounted on are well cared for the area clearly looked after um in the far distance at the very top of the hill you can see a large homestead rising above the vineyard below and um clearly this is a very large house that has been constructed a very large um steading that's been constructed on the top of the hill along with an enormous warehouse next to it even from here massive barrels are visible through the open doors of the warehouse and you can in fact see Um, a figure far in the distance. This is probably about, I'd say maybe 800 feet away. Um, You can see a figure far, far in the distance closing the sheds and beginning to make their way towards the house. What grabs your attention, though, is that the wagon seems to make a deviation off the road here towards the edge of one of the vineyards. And in fact, from where you are on the dirt pathway, you can see the wagon on one side, one wheel still spinning, the door ripped open as if it has crashed into part of the trellises that hold these these grapevines. In fact, you can see a section where it has run over 
a large portion of the vines. Um, can can I roll for why though? <laughs> yeah, sure. You can roll for why. Though. Um, um, I think I think this is probably a flaw of Luther's. I think I would probably throw a caution to the wind. And it, it's you said it, this sounds like a recent thing. If the wheel's spinning, well, you know that they were only like maybe as you think back to the timeline really if they waited around for an hour you didn't give the signal and then they took off the most that they could be ahead of you is about two hours the Look, most i think i'm gonna throw a caution in the wind luther's a very compassionate person and very kind so he would run immediately he would just throw a caution in the wind run and check out the cart and he would look for survivors or anyone hurt luther would, as you rush up not a great... okay. theo you too rush up with him yeah yeah Perfect. As the two of you, perfect. As the three of you rush forwards, um, (laughs) Grin is the one that did the perception check. This is what he does. (laughs) As the three of you rush forwards to get a closer look and see what has happened here, Grinner, you hang back a second, having a bit of a look around. With a perception of twenty, you don't see any signs of creatures. There's no signs of movement. It seems quiet and empty. And right as you're starting to feel your suspicions might have been a bit intense, a bit maybe a bit presumptive, you notice around this area of the vineyard, beautiful purple-blue flowers sprouting from the earth. Gorgeous, but out of place along the very carefully manicured and cultivated vines. In fact, as you have a bit of a peek around to the vineyards on the other side of you, Grinner, you see no sign of these flowers at all. And as you sort of have a bit of a look around and peer at the cart itself and beyond, it looks like these flowers increase in density, some of them actually growing out of the same earth that has been tilled and set up for the vines. And wherever the flowers are growing and are strongest, looks like sections of the vine have been slightly withered, as if not able to compete with these invasive flowers. I mean, I feel like Grin is going to think that's weird, but not as weird as everything else going on. Uh, he's probably just going to run along with the others and, and keep pace and, and be... I don't think he's going to mention the flowers at this point because there's too much else going on. That just seems like a weird, a weird thing. As all of you rush up to the wagon, you can see that the wagon itself has been tipped over almost as i said as if it had run into part of the vineyard in fact you can see vines and ropes from the trellises tangled in the wagon wheels inside the wagon is empty the internal contents have been thrown about and strewn on top you can see suitcases the uh, all the effort that the the Walker family had gone to to pack all of these um, crates and suitcases, they've been knocked over and scattered by the uh, by the fall of this wagon. There's no sign of the horse. There's no sign of any people. There are, however, dark stains of blood around the edge of the wagon, specifically at the front, where the driver would sit. A section of the harness where the horses would have been roped up has been torn off. A large splatter of blood against one of the uh, the sections of harness and up onto the crossbeam that would help hold the horse in place, and drag marks leading towards the vineyard. 
I should preface, this area of the winery is right on the outskirts of the cultivated section, almost as if this hasn't been as well cared for. You can see that a lot of the vines are growing wild, having not just grown to fill the trellises, but now also pushing out away from their their plots. They hang heavy with grapes. And Grinner, you notice more and more of these little bright, pretty blue flowers sprouting from the earth. No stems, no leaves, just the flowers sprouting from the dirt itself. Can I? Roughly like bend. lilies, I would say, purple and blue. I'd like to bend down and pick one so that I can take it to Theo and show him. Yeah bend down and pluck one of the flowers. As you do so, you feel a sudden prick in your fingers. And as you look, you can see there are thorns underneath the petals of the flower. Carefully readjust. Doesn't deal any damage. It's just a light prick. And as you snap the stem and pull it up, you can see the stem begins to well with this dark red sap that rises to the surface. Sticky red sap. And as you bring the flower over to Theo... Yeah, Theo, Grinner walks over and presents you with this flower. Not too dissimilar from a lily in appearance. The outer section are much broader leaves of this very dark purple. And as it gets closer to the center, there's layers upon layers, rows and rows of these thinner and thinner leaves that become lighter blue as they do so. And at the very center, there's a single stamen, a single petal in the very center that's pure white. There's something weird about these. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Am I going crazy? What? What? Is there something to this? What the fuck's all these flowers? Yeah, can I roll for flower ID? Uh, that would be a nature check, definitely. <laughs> can I roll right. for what that flower? I want to roll for David Attenborough, Life of Plants. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, the, the flower of the blood lily is a rare herb. Uh, no. Um, 13. Theo, you've never seen a plant like this in your life. Um, as I said, it, the closest approximation is some sort of lily, but it's growing out of the earth, which is very bizarre. But but again, that's, that's probably the closest approximation. Lilies often have these large leaves that grow out onto the surface to capture sunlight, but most of the plant stays below the water. No sign of any leaves, but as you have a bit of a look at the flower itself and the thickness of the stem, again, that sort of bright red, almost reddish amber sap leaking from inside the uh, the stem of the flower. Again, very sticky. Um, you suspect that probably most of this plant is underground, same as most of the lily is underwater. You're right, this is quite strange. I've never seen anything of its life, and it being in a vineyard is somewhat strange. Uh, well, look, it's killing those vines over there as well. Would you describe the sap as more wine-coloured or more blood-coloured? I'd describe it as more sap-coloured. Hmm. Oh, I'll look, no, do you know what? Let, let, I'm not going to be an arsehole. Um, it's it's more of a wine, like a red wine colour, a dark purplish yeah. red rather than that dried crimson. Yeah, cool. Um, from where we are, you mentioned a guy closing a shed. Mm. Just in terms of scale... Would we be like within earshot? Like, I imagine a crash of this scale would be somewhat loud, and yeah. that guy was just casually milling about his day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably not. I mean, 800 feet is about 250 meters. I've just quickly done a conversion. That's pretty far, especially um, with the forest so close behind. Yeah, look, 
they might have heard something. It's also very conceivable that they might not have heard something. And given that this has crashed into an overgrown section of the vineyard, you're not even sure this would be visible from there. The only reason you saw it was because you followed the tracks. The This area at the border of the forest with the tree canopy still growing over the edge of the vineyard, it's very possible that the, the way the sun's setting, which is setting in the west with the light behind, shadows being cast from the forest, it's very possible this, the person at the vineyard heard and saw nothing. It is also possible they heard and saw everything and just were like, no, nah, fuck it. Um, and you mentioned the tracks were dragging off towards the vineyard, not into the forest? <clears throat> Looks towards staying to the border of the forest and the vineyard, almost skirting away now from the, the center of the vineyard, away from the house, away from the road, into the depths of where the overgrown part of the vineyard is. Are the drag marks very clear? Have we all seen those? Yeah, I'd say you've I think we have. I'm happy. And if anyone, if if, if any one of you saw them, I'm assuming you're not a dick and you did point them out to the rest of the party. (laughs) Not like, oh, look, there's a party this way. Look, they've got cake on the floor. (laughs) Follow follow the red icing, Tithler. Look, it's all on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. I'm going to start running along the tracks, the drag marks. Yeah, I'll I'll follow along for sure. I'll, I'll I'll probably... I'll do my spider climb and stealthy stuff there. I'll keep above the group, just um, keeping a look at you, as I have been. I'd very quickly like to try and dig up one of those flowers under the ground before I run away from them and then carry on with them. Perfect. Uh, I have just brought you across to a uh, to a map. Fun. And as you sort of rush in, chasing along the edges of the vineyard, I will bring us over to a map area. As you as you rush forwards, you can see that the the vineyard here has been partially overgrown. More and more of these flowers, much larger in size than you had seen previously, in the very centre of this uh, overgrown, destroyed section of vineyard, you can see what probably was once a, a section of very healthy vines that has just withered away into nothing. A large cart probably once used to help transport maybe fertilizer down towards the vineyard and um, uh, maybe uh, barrels of grapes back up towards the uh, the homestead. The barrel lies half shattered and rotten not too far from this area. The trellises almost completely destroyed along this section of the, uh, of the vineyard. The drag marks almost fade away to nothingness as they move further towards this ruined section. I'm just going to keep running towards where they seem to be pointing, even as they disappear. Brilliant. Grinner, as you rush forwards, the rest of the party, how close behind are the rest of the party? That's a question I need to ask. Well, I've been, I've been up pretty close to Grinner, so I'm around. Perfect. I'll say you're probably just behind Grinner then. How are the rest of you doing? The rest of you sticking close? Are you making your own way? What are you guys doing? I was going to dig up a small flower and then I would have run, run along. Perfect. So you'll be at the back? I'll be at the back, please. Killian, Jonah at the back. Tithler and um, Jacob must be in the middle. and taking the time and just looking around mostly and then, yeah, following along. Just looking around? All right, perfect. So I'll leave you at the back with... Uh, I mean, with the flowers story. are probably very pretty, Tithler. They're very pretty. <laughs> they're gorgeous flowers. I could try some. See if they're yummy. <laughs> be yeah. medicinal. You totally could. Um, brilliant. Okay. As you rush forwards, Grinner and Luther, as you get in line with the last row of trellises before this large, open, destroyed area, I'm going to need the two of you to make me dexterity saving throws, please. Oh, knew, knew something like this would happen. 
That's fine. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> oh, no. Fine. Oh. Okay. Um, <sighs> natural one for Luther, uh, 19 for Grinner. Um, uh, I'll I also, rushing forward wasn't going to do well for me. I'll also get all of you to uh, click on your tokens, please, and then please roll initiative two if you could do Oh, yeah, me. good, good, good. That'd be... Why? <laughs> uh, no reason. Nothing no reason? Hey, oh, yeah. The natural 19. I do love a good natural 19. Oh, that one. That should be a pretty good speed. Oh, look at Jonor topping the list as well. Unheard of. Look at him go. Look at him go. I mean, Theodore got a 19 with a minus one and got a crit. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Let oh, me describe what I do love Theo's uh, lack of physical stats. Yeah, it's it's great. great, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Let me describe what happens. As you rush forwards, Grinner and Luther, Grinner it's probably more instinct than anything else that prevents you falling into trouble. Underneath your feet, the ground suddenly seems to shift and move, and it's pure chance that you are able to jump and almost vault whatever this is moving underneath the ground. You get a glimpse of what looks like writhing tentacles, these maneuvering vines that seem to wrap up and try and grab at you. Uh, you vault over and land. Luther, unfortunately, just behind you are not so lucky. As Grinner triggers whatever this is, you watch as dark reddish-green tendrils, these vine-like roots, rise up from the ground, wrapping around you and holding you tight as you are grappled and restrained by these vines. Um, Fun. <laughs> The first person to act, Jonor and Theodore, who has the highest dexterity out of the two of you? Plus two. Negative one. Okay, Jonor, <laughs> you're first. Okay, so are these uh, typical plant vines grabbing him, made of, you know, a material that could be burnt? They they do look Sorry. like they are... I mean, they look like vines. They look like roots, plants. It looks woody. Yeah, definitely looks like it could definitely burn, yeah. Um, is it reaching up from be uh, below to grab it? Yeah, it's pushed up from underneath the ground to grab at Grinner, but hasn't been able to, and so has grabbed and completely wrapped around Luther. In in a moment, it has wrapped around him. I hear the exclaim from uh, from Luther, and I like get my feet braced, get a firebolt curling around in my hand. I sort of stand to the side, look over the trestles, and then try to launch one at the base of uh, um, Luther's feet. So honestly, I'm, if I hit Luther as well with a firebolt, that's what's going to happen. Um, the intent is just... <laughs> <trying> to, uh, <laughs> if I hit Luther as well, that's just what's going to happen, mate. Oh, shit. <laughs> the intent is try and burn he away dies, those he dies. Exactly. He um, does, he does. Perfect. Um, do you want to roll me to attack with a firebolt? 22 is going to hit 7 fire damage. Uh, as you... As you send forth this firebolt, um, Jonor, the, the, the fiery streak launches through the air and smashes into the base of the uh, the tendrils underneath Luther. Um, Luther, the tendrils almost seem to have emerged from the flower next to you, the ground underneath it. And as the fire begins to burn up and down the tendrils, you are no longer grappled and restrained. However, the fire does seem to have an additional effect on the flower, and as the flames begin to burn away at the stem and roots hidden below the earth, 
you hear this unearthly screech from underneath the ground. Um, and then you watch as the petals suddenly pull back and then explode in a cloud of spores. Uh, Luther and Grinner, you are both within range of this, unfortunately. I need to breathe for this. You do need to breathe for this. <laughs> you are not because affected. Because I do not need to breathe. You are not affected by this. Yep. You don't need to. You're, yeah. you're not affected. If you if you do Sorry, not need Grinner. to breathe, this doesn't affect you. So, yeah, we should all be vampires. That's great. Grinner. Is this... Oh, is everyone else's map okay? Well. No, ours are good. That's for everyone else on the stream. Nope. Okay. Death of Snakes is quite nice and handy. Um, you don't need to breathe. Um, Grinner, okay. while Jonah is Jonah's reloading ball. his roll 20, unfortunately, I am going to need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I can do that. Just you can you. do that. Oh, Brune, perfect timing to uh, to jump back in. Be this back. encounter is courtesy of one of the uh, one of the community. This is an encounter Brune suggested. Um, this is his encounter. It's all Brune's fault. You too can create <laughs> custom encounters by spending channel points. Um, Grinner, 20 constitution saving throw. As this, as the tendrils of this plant that have emerged from underneath the ground grab at Luther, Jonah quickly sets off this firebolt, um, burning away at the roots, and this flower in response sends out this puff of almost like spores in the air. I mean, you act quickly. You've been in situations where on a battlefield, an enemy combat mage has unleashed something like stinking cloud and you've had to quickly pull your shirt up over to, to protect your face and prevent yourself breathing in harmful gases. You act almost on instinct as this effect seems to muddle your mind and burn at your lungs. You quickly pull your shirt up over your nose and begin breathing through your the fabric of your of your shirt, preventing these from poisoning you. Uh, you yeah, are I've, not I've affected. Been around a war crime or two, mustard gas. Is <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have the oh, new quote for Grinner. Um, <laughs> Jonah, anything else on your turn? Um, he's going to move upwards a couple of spaces and clamber himself onto the trestle just to get a better look. Um, and that's all that he does. Brilliant. I think that is a great idea. Uh, next up in the initiative order is the man, the myth, the war criminal. Grinner. What about uh, do I not get to go? Theo. Oh, Theo. Theo. Yeah, why did yours oh. get skipped on my thing? Sorry, mate. There you go. I don't know why it skipped over yeah. you. Sorry, buddy. Also the war criminal. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, the Theo. Crimes. Sorry, mate. Party it crimes. is your turn. Um, <laughs> I will... Look, truthfully, there's not much I can do if I'm not in bear form, so I'll be morphing back into a Bjornling and then sprinting myself up recklessly because that's that's what friends do that is what friends do I'll just right. I think I have do I have the token for a Bayon I think I do have one because we've used it before haven't we? I believe so but the go. usual move is just It'll be his... theater of the mind for the Bjornling Oh, I've got. I don't have the bay on. I have the Firav token. Let's use that for the meantime. You happy to use this token? It's nice and pretty. It's like a uh, fox, deer, dove. Is uh, um is the Bjorning a medium or large creature? Large. Um, large. Yeah. Oh, but oh, the, wow. sorry. So I think. I think at the moment, because you're playing the Bjornling, right? Because you haven't. Have you unlocked the high level druid shapes yet for Circle of the Moon? Not yet. So I, th I think this one's medium because it's like a younger Bayorn. It says large beast. Oh, there you go. No, I take it back. It is yeah. large beast. 
Nice. <clears throat> um, I think the you... Bjorn is huge. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's there right. You, baby. Let me give you control. Uh, Theo, you now have control of that. Um, oh, man, I recognize that token. That's a so, bit of a blast from the past. I know, right? <laughs> so, Theo, in, in your current character size, mm-hmm. are you considered to be a baby Bjorn? Yep. He is a baby, like, Bjorn. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby Bjorn. Baby Bjorn, baby Bjorn. <laughs> the elk. <laughs> um, he, he is considered a, a baby Bjorn. Um, Theo, did you say you rushed up as well? Yep. Perfect. Uh, how much can you move? I think it's 45. I got 40, so that's probably a dash to get myself all the way there. Like up towards I then. Also think, I also think I think like also I think that takes up four squares to the token rat for a large. Ooh. I think they get bigger. Easy done. Yeah. Yeah. Extra reach. Oh, there we go. That's, uh, that's sort of good. not not so much like extra reach per se, but like he's he's got access to that area, like where he's token. Well, I think up. the large you can like interact differently like yeah. with weights and stuff like that anything else on your turn theo uh no i'll run up and any vines that remain visible i'll slash and bite as you as you rush up and begin looking around it does seem like this area is um yeah I, the area around clearly has been corrupted by whatever is going on here this this area looks wrong it looks bizarre but no signs of any more of these vines. The problem, of course, being that they could be anywhere underneath the earth and you wouldn't necessarily see them. So it's hard to well, know. I dash. I'm not doing anything else, actually. Yeah, no, that's fine. And then I was going to explain that as like, and then you rushed up to make sure you were in range and <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, next in turn. Grinner, what's your dexterity? Ooh, uh, it is. Um, how do I. Ah, uh, hang on. Just be uh, You are not next, Grinner. Sorry about that, buddy. Ooh. Um, oh, no, I accidentally read the target thing. There you go. So, as Theo rushes forwards and changes into his uh, into his form and then um, rushes forward to try and find what he can find, as Theo rushes up in line with the flowers, there's a sudden shifting of the earth, this tremor that runs through. And you watch, Theo, as in front of you, this destroyed section of stump that once looked like it might have been uh, a section of vines begins to shift and change. Tendrils begin rising up from it, and emerging from inside is this enormous shape, a collection of grasping vines surrounding a large woody center above it flowers bloom high above the edge of this almost flower-like creature and as it rises above you can see tentacles underneath lifting up from the ground and i have put a picture in chat for those of you who want to see and even the flora of barovia is uh, twisted even the flora of barovia is twisted Who That's was cool. it that requested this? Because Brass Axe requested Broom this. Brass Axe, you got issues. I'm sorry <laughs> to break it to you like this. Um, as the <laughs> corpse cool, flower cool. rises from the ground, um, it reaches over, looks almost like looking around. You can see tangled in the vines are skulls and bones and rotting husks of what look like probably were once people pulled into this. In fact, you can see the body of one of the guards of the Wachter family 
held aloft by one of the tentacles and as it's pulled inside the central body of this thing the sightless eyes the mouth sort of slightly against the jaw on an angle sort of moves and then is sucked inside the uh, the body of the corpse flower it then reaches forwards and then thrusts a tentacle towards you Theo at the last second right when it's about to hit you it smashes into the ground next to you and for a moment the tentacle pulses with this dark red sap and then rising next to you you watch as a skeleton still rotting covered in vines pulls itself free of the earth (laughs) as it moves towards you um the uh, corpse flower is then going to then actually use its um uh, tentacle attack to then hit you Theo <laughs> does a sorry I just I just teased you with this <laughs> I'm safe does a 19 hit yeah that'll hit what about a 15 I think that's a miss um, or is that just a hit it might I'd need to re- oh you never did you, you never raged either did you I haven't raged yet uh, no. but the Bjorn doesn't factor in my unarmored defense towards that plus Connors or uh, yeah, 15 is my AC, unfortunately. Damn, both of these are going to hit. Um, for the first attack, uh, I, I rolled as low as I possibly could. You take one bludgeoning damage. Sorry, not one bludgeoning. I rolled two ones. You take four bludgeoning damage um, as this smashes into you, uh, followed by, um, oh, sorry, 11 poison damage. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. You then take nine bludgeoning damage the second attack there's a total of 24 so far followed by 10 poison damage sorry what sorry okay. mate I'm, I'm still in still in Bjorling form but as these that, tentacles uh, reach out damage was a bit of a hit to that and smash into you the dark red sap burning through your veins poisoning you as it does so um the corpse flower uh, it did have to move up to do that i believe it's only got reach of um, with the no poison, 10 foot that, reach sorry is the poison got a saving throw or anything like that no nope, it does not it just you just oh, take that, the poison that, damage that is, that's oh okay just take right here burn get the um right the here. corpse the corpse flower um having hit you from 10 feet away then moving on these tentacles almost like an octopus drags itself down towards the edge of the vineyard uh, not able to move very far on account of being a plant um only a 20 foot speed but does move itself a little bit further away from the rest of you that's the corpse flowers go grinner it's your turn <laughs> um you don't like so, this special monster that one of the community summoned just for you no, oh, no, the uh, community i would have thought it was in the module <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't this like that. I okay. So Grinner's first things first. He's gonna rage. He's he's not about this shit, he, and it makes him cranky because he doesn't understand it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's gonna rage out. Um, uh, oh no, he's not. He's actually out of rages until long rest, so he's <laughs> not gonna rage. <laughs> Um, that's too good um, but he's still very cranky about it just not as cranky as he'd like to be Um, he's gonna run up to the um, 
the cart wheel that is kind of part of the broken cart there on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to pick it up and rage yeet it at um, Planty Boy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that would be a uh, ranged simple weapon attack, which you have already pre-prepared on your character sheet. Oh, wow, where'd that come from? Owen <laughs> made it when he hooked you with your character sheet. So, thrown improvised weapon, I'm assuming? Thrown improvised weapon, yes. So, I'm I'm not very good at that. That's a shame. Um, eight. Yep. Uh, the wagon wheel just flies over the top of Theo and clatters into some bushes. Yeah, so I get two attacks. So, seeing that just... There are two wagon wheels. Um, no, he's, he's, he gives up on that. He's going to run up and just punch the plant in the, the face. It doesn't really have a face, but you can punch it in the um, writhing mass of skulls that make yeah, up its I'm, main body. I'm going to actually try and... Rather than punch, I'm actually going to try and bowling ball one of the skulls. I want to, like, through the eye sockets in the mouth, I want to pick it up and, like, rip it out of its body so it's got one less skull. Okay. Um, I'd say that that's just an unarmed attack. Just a just a yeah. standard unarmed attack. Hey, hey, that is better. Uh, that is going to be a twenty-three. That definitely hits. Um, as you smash into it, Grinner, punching through. Could you re- uh, roll me some damage, please? Uh, it should have already rolled there as well. Um, oh, six bludgeoning damage. You are correct. I, I can see it. Um, Grinner, you have also moved within um, 10 feet of the corpse flower. Um, I am going to need you to quickly make me a uh, constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Just for you, Owen. Come on, you got good con. You that one. Oh. That one. Uh, <laughs> Grinner. You are poisoned until the start of your next turn. While you are poisoned, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Wait, until the start of his next turn? Yeah, until the start of his next turn. Oh, hell yeah, you've already done your attacks. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Technically, you should have had disadvantage for that unarmed strike. I am going to be an arsehole and make you reroll it. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep the damage if it's a hit. I'll keep the six damage if it's a hit, obviously, but... Because it's when you it's when you move within ten feet. That's a nine. I'm going to reverse oh, that damage as you punch it. For a moment, yeah. Grinny, you think you've got this, and then the smell of this thing chokes your lungs, your nose. You vomit heavily, retching onto the ground in front of it. This thing smells of decay and death. Owen, no, no, it's not me. No. Talk to Brune. I didn't make this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 <laughs> nothing to do with me, mate. I'm just I'm just the messenger. Uh, next up in the initiative, if there's mod. In the chat, don't you? You can you can ban. I can see. I can ban Brun. Yeah. Don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just taken away your mod powers. Um, Grinna, is there anything else on your turn? Uh, Yeah, I might just weep a little bit. Yeah, that's That's a free action. Um, Luther, it's your turn. Perfect. Um, You are no longer restrained. I take it that it's large. It's large. Yeah. Yeah. It's easily as big as Theo. Five, ten. 15, I, I can just sort of walk into this and over yeah. it because of my spider clam. 100%. Um, that's... Okay, I've got to move one more. I'll move there, so 15 feet. Yeah, as you I'm rush up past there. I'm going to throw, with my bonus action, superiority dice stuff, I'm going to do the uh, quick the quick toss. 
Um, yeah, you are. And I'm gonna throw. Just <laughs> <laughs> a quickie. Uh, and then I'm gonna throw a net at it because the net says uh, a large or smaller creature hit by a net is restrained until it's freed. So yeah. I, I can use it on this yep. considering it's large. Anything above large, obviously, different story. But we're all G. So I'm gonna do an attack. And it's a deck save for me if I remember correctly. No, no, I just did. It's oh, a it's plus an attack. nine. Yep, of course. Seventeen to hit. Yep. 17 is... Nah, it's... I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> nice. Perfect. All right. So, net, it, so it's restrained now. Um, actually, that's a good question. Is it? It's restrained. I, yeah, okay. Because uh, this is a different enemy than we normally find. It's a massive, weird corpse thing. I, one question I actually want to ask quickly. Luther's going to have a really quick look and see if he actually recognizes any of the slain bodies oh you don't need to roll a check 100 percent. you can see i mean you watched as one of the guards bodies were pulled inside this thing yep you can see two more of the walker guards okay. still tangled within the vines half emerging from inside the pods that dangle underneath its main body so all okay so just guards for now no one of actual no one important um, <laughs> no signs of stella no signs so of stella far. or nikolai walker from where you are okay well i mean May as well just, I'm going to bring out my, my, my sidearm and I'm just going to unload shots into it. Um, see how we go. So these are the advantage. 25 to hit, 6 piercing damage on the first one. 25 hits, obviously. Yep. Um, oh, I forgot. I was meant to do sharpshooter for that actually too, because um, I 100% would have done it with advantage. Yep. Uh, would you allow that? I yeah, didn't yeah. technically. Sorry, I'm happy okay. for you to. That's all right. I'm. I'm. I, you've I said it every said, time. I'm happy I, for you to. Do I would it. do it with at least this combo. Um, so that's 16 damage. Let's do my next attack. So 24 to hit, 12 damage. Uh, I'll do sharpshooter again, obviously. So 22 to hit. So actually, I should say that 25 goes to 20 and the 24 goes to 19. Yep. But I don't think that changes they both still anything. Hit. No, doesn't change anything. So. I'm going to action surge as well, so we'll do a bit of... You're just burning yeah. everything on this. <laughs> hey, look, I'll get, a, I'll get a this this thing's a threat, so... Um, oh, that's a crit. Oh, nice. Okay. So, 10, uh, 7, 17. The sharpshooter is not damaged either, so it does not double. So, 17, 27 damage with the crit. Oh. Yeah, so it's got so it's one, yeah, plus one D, yeah, so plus a D10, so yeah, that's uh, 17. Uh, uh, where'd you get 27 from? Uh, so... Because it's so 7, because you're seven. on 1D10 plus 4, so it was a 3 plus 4 so is 7. I, so and we then do you the get, max? No, so no, you get a 10 push. again, so that's 17. Yeah, and then the sharpshooters... Like, oh, it's adds three. 10, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I yeah, thought you were... So I, I thought you were, No, 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 all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, 17, 27 because of uh, adding sharpshooter on the crit. Yep. And then I rolled a 20 and a 21, uh, 13 damage, 23 damage. Uh, do we need a calculator? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been adding them as a go. And it's all there, so I can just easily pull it open each time. Um, yes, do you want me to give uh, you the total? I, I can tell you the total damage yeah, then if you'd like to let's, know. Let's go with it. Um, let me just finish the 13 and the 5. No, it's just the 13. Um, all right. That is 54 points of damage. Yeah, if my right. math is correct. Um, Dude. Fuck. That solid payback what it did to me. Because the, the first yeah, attack uh, was the 25 and the 20, so we take the 25. That's six piercing damage, because it's always the first damage. Then plus... Uh, 16, though, because of the sharpshooter. Oh, because the sharpshooter. Sorry, you are right. I'm missing a 10 on that. 64 so points of damage in a single turn. That's 40 in total. Yeah. 
64 yeah. points of damage in a single turn as you just lower your, your that pistol. Is, that is an action surge, though, admittedly. Yeah. I almost the... like to think that I almost like cock it in and just like, you know how like the um the cowboys sort of, they just go like rapid, like like then just like chuck a bunch of shots in, like yeah. just the hammer like just going crazy on the pistol. Yeah. Um, as, as you drop this damage, as you just lower, the bullet seems to burn as it comes out of the chamber, almost the friction heating it up. And as it strikes into the heart of the corpse flower, it burns and cauterizes the tendrils around. You watch as a number of the flowers immediately catch fire. The creature pulling back, screeching as it moves away from you. Seemingly not very keen on what you've just done. Oh, don't know why. No, perfect. Uh, Cool. Um... Bonus action done, main action done. I'm gonna just use my remaining movement to clamber in here and get any cover I can from the wagon. Yep. Um, whatever that looks like. Not much, uh, unfortunately, because it's like yeah. broken over and destroyed. But yeah, you can like. That, that's no issue, no issue. Um, cool. I've still got some security die left. I only use one actually in that, so the action surge is gone though, which that's its main thing. So cool. I think I'm good. Tithla, it is your turn. Don't you have my friends? Oh, wait, hang on. That was the threshold. Cool. There's one thing I need to add before you have your turn, Tiffler. As this massive blast goes off and the flowers of the corpse flower begin to burn, you watch as a number of pods drop from its body. The corpse is almost just falling out from within it, one of the, uh, the guards dropping to the ground underneath it. As that happens... The ground around the vineyard begins to tremble a little bit, and you watch as rising from the earth all around this skeletons, half-digested warriors begin to pull themselves free of the earth as they pull themselves up into view. Tithla, it is now your go. Um. Yeah. I've done the math real quick, Owen. I am think I, missing... I did more damage. How much more did you do? How much am I missing? Because I'm doing the calculator. Just yeah, yeah, so yeah. 16, 22, 27. That's already 65. And then oh, we're incorporating 88. 88. Damage, Holy shit. Sorry. Um... No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I just, because okay. like, yeah, I thought I'd have a quick look just in case. And no, 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 absolutely. I must have missed one of the rolls as they were spewing up in my uh, log. No, that's fine. Um, it just it got a little bit chaotic because there was so much advantage there because of the net. Man, that quick toss of the net is so fun of a combo. Yeah. Um, Tithla, it is your go. Don't you hurt my friends! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> she... Go for it, what? Amazing. Thank you. I try to be consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, she takes a couple of steps forward just to uh, be able to get a slightly better view on everything. Uh... And as she's running, she pulls out a berry out of her pocket, throws it at the corpse flower, casting Hunter's Mark to try and get a little splat on it. Nice. Yep, I will add a little Hunter's Mark symbol. And then she stops, steadies herself, pulls out her bow, takes two shots. Boom, boom, boom. You have uh, advantage. advantage. It is currently uh, Sorry. restrained. Sorry. That's no, all good. Advantage, my heroes. Uh, and then she's also going to have... Uh, Dracob infused that uh, if it hits because yeah. she's close to the Dracob. 
kind of makes me so happy that Jacob's its name now. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a 19 on the first roll. Okay. 28. Uh, so That's going to hit. 28 on That's the first. definitely going to hit. So that is how much damage? That is... Why is that not popping up on my screen? Six uh, damage. Six plus an extra D6 from the infused. Plus, plus five, five, 11. And your Hunter's Mark damage too. The Hunter's Mark. Sorry, there's too many tabs to try and click around. They're That'd all in good. different places. And that is that one D6 there. Plus a six. Oof, okay. Very, very nice. 17 points of damage. And your second shot. And then we'll try it again. Uh, does a... Does this also have advantage? Uh, it's still restrained in the net. Lovely. Uh, well, it's still 28. Two rolls hit 19. That's unfortunate. Wow. Uh, roll some damage. 28, 22. We'll take the 28 because that is advantage. That's 11 plus... Hunter's Mark. That one to six. I believe you still get the Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Two. two. Yep. 13. 13 more points of damage. Wow. As these two arrows slice through, you watch as two more of these large budding flowers on the back of this corpse flower are just severed through, broken into, like pierced by this arrow that flies across. And as the flowers begin spewing out more of this red sap around it, the corpse flower is looking very hurt. That's right. I'm the nature one here, not you. Anything else on your turn, Tiffler? I don't want to do anything else other than sledge. Great. Uh, in that case, then, Dracob takes the dodge action on his turn uh, straight after you. Alrighty. The skeleton archers. Um, you watch as the three skeletons that pulled themselves forward uh, and began uh, pulling themselves out of the mud. Uh, the ones at the back move forward and then begin pulling out these rotten bows. Uh, they're going to take a shot, sorry, two shots each. Um, the one closest to you, Luther, is going to go for you. The one closest to you, Grin, is going to go for you. The one closest to you, Thea, is going to go for you because you guys are the closest and you're the ones nearest to the uh, the host. Uh, Luther, Drake, let's do you first. Yeah, go. Jacob can move on his own. So yeah, I where would you like to move Jacob to? come with me. Okay, perfect. It's up to, he moves on his own, but I assume he'd yeah. come near me. Well, I think he has to be within range of you for the infuse... Anyway. Yeah, but that's 30 feet. Oh, yeah, that's fine. you got loads of room. Uh, alrighty. Um, let's have a look-see here. No, 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 all good. Um, all right, so... I can't move him. Oh, do you not have permission to move Drake? No. Um, I'll give you permission right now. Sorry Apologies. That. that was the basis of that. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Um, control by Tifa. There you go. You should have control now. Yep, all right, yep, Luther, you. does an 18 hit you? Uh, yes, it does. That is going to be uh, seven points of piercing damage. Uh, Luther does a... Oh, if an 18 hits, then a 20 is going to hit. Yep. That is going to be eight points of piercing damage. Grinner does a... Ooh, does a 14 hit? Guessing not. That's my armor class. It does hit then. Grinner, oh, that's man. going to be... Wow, max damage, Grinner. No, it's minimum. Three three points of damage. Um, <laughs> Grinner for the second shot does a... Well, for, uh, yeah, 17 is definitely going to hit you then if 14 is your armor class. Uh, that's going to be seven points of piercing damage. Theo, 10 doesn't hit you. It does not. Uh, uh, neither does a 13, does it? 
Get some. The two old Beyondling stays on. Um, don't celebrate too soon. That was just the skeleton archers. Remember, there's also the skeleton warriors. Um, Fuck. They're going to move up. He there's doesn't want to hit me. There's plenty of better five, targets. 10, 15. Tithla, um, you're going to be within range of this. Uh, Theo, from? there's already one on you. Luther, there's going to be one on you too. Unfortunately, you guys are just the closest to where they've popped in. Um, they also both get a, uh, a multi-attack as well. Um, Luther, does a does a 16 hit you? Uh, that's my armor class. 16 does hit in that case. That's going to be nine points of slashing damage. Um, I just realized... Um, yeah? Yo, yo. Because I'm using the gunner feet, I ignore the loading property of my pistol, Yeah. and I'm using the pistol one-handed. I 100% could just... I could probably have a shield. Yeah, I probably could. used it. Yeah. That will uh, be something to think of in a later date. Good news, good news is, Luther, I know for a fact this one hits you because it is a natural 20. <laughs> that is going to be... Um, uh, what's that? What's 16. Me? It, what was that, sorry? Oh, the archers. The archers are shooting. No, it's the but warriors now. The so the archers, um, the archers and warriors all go on the same turn because I accidentally deleted their uh, initiative token. <laughs> um, Luther, uh, that is going to be 16 points of slashing damage for the second attack. Uh, Grinner, there is no warrior close to you. The first one, sorry. Uh, the first one was nine. Was it nine? Yeah, yeah nine, nine, and then sixteen. Twenty-five total. Theo, come on. Ah, nine doesn't hit you, does it? Does not. What about what about a fourteen? No. Yes. I can't hit Theo. <laughs> I can't bloody hit you. What is this? Um, Tithler, I can hit you. Twenty-one. No. And what about a 19 Tithler? Do they both hit you? Ha- what is this? They both it's, hit. Like, it's like Theo is like immune from uh, from dice rolls tonight. I cannot Call hit you. one shot by a plant. <laughs> I can't believe that I cannot hit you tonight. Um, Tithler, that's going to be uh, eight points of slashing damage for the first attack. Uh, and for the second attack, nah, it's only going to be six. Mm-hmm. That is all of the skeletons. Killian! It is your goal, Blood Mage. Oh no! Uh, I am going to run, sort of hop over Jacob and land nice. here. And as I hop over him, I begin to summon a Blood Spear in my hand, and I just lob that straight at the warrior that is attacking Tifla uh, using Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. I've lost. Oh, there it is. Uh, ooh, 24 to hit. That definitely, definitely hits. That is going to be 8 points of force damage. Oh, yep. Watch as the uh, the entire rib cage is blasted out by this attack. Ooh, and if it's still up uh, and I land on the floor, I will summon a Blood Ninja Star and I will lob that at it for the second Eldritch Blast. Brilliant. That is a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. Let's see some damage. That is, is nine points. Killian, how do you want to do this? As the ninja star enters into the rib cage, the blood just expands outwards and causes it to explode into a million bits of bone shrapnel. With a... Uh, 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 you watch as the skeleton just crumbles, being exploded from within by this blast of blood magic. Anything else on your turn, Killian? I'll just look to Tiff and go, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> she is okay. Jonor, it's your turn. 
he jumps off this uh, this vine wall and yep. runs straight towards the rest of the uh, the creatures. He gets to this next hurdle and is going to try and jump over that one if he uses any movement or not to get over that next one. Uh, they're not high enough for you to... Like, they're only, like, waist height. It's, for sure. It's, you just vault it. It is Jonal, though. It is Jonal. Can I have an acrobatics check, Jonal? <laughs> Absolutely. Not a worry. Don't, just, don't, just don't roll under a 10 and you'll be sweet, mate. 21. Jonah, you do a flip. Or maybe a barrel roll? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's say barrel roll. He's like uh, over his back, back on top of the um, the wood frame and then just rolls on, keeps on going. Nice. Um, that speed just keeps on, keeps on going. He goes to the right and goes as far as he can. Um, he sort of ducks down behind the wooden frame and sees that arch from the distance and hurls a firebolt its way. Brilliant. Um, to the northernmost archer. Yep, I see ya. Uh, nine to hit the firebolt fizzles out as it flies over the uh, the edge of the vineyard. Um, and uh, with that, he doesn't do anything else. That's it. <laughs> okay, Theo, it's your turn. Oh, uh, you are starting within ten feet of one of the uh, rotten zombies produced from the corpse flower. I am going to get a Constitution saving throw, please. Sure. Uh, is this a spell effect? Not a spell effect. This is just the stench of death and decay. Oh, I'm glad I'm in Bjorling form for this. Keen senses. I'd almost be tempted to give you disadvantage because of keen yeah. senses, but no, no. Doesn't really matter. Five. You are poisoned yeah. until the start of your next turn. Great. Uh, I am going to um, do my... I don't actually know if I've done this before. Uh, my combat wild shape to... um Regain hit points. Yes, so I'm going to sink. I have second level spells now, so I'm going to drop a second level spell slot um, to recover 2d8's worth of hit points. Very Damn. nice. Come yeah. on. Good roll. Com- combat wild shape, baby. Um, as you concentrate, Theo, the magic summoned from within surrounds your Bayonling form and you regain three hit points. No, you- two. Oh, 2d8. Two two eight, sorry, the eight, eight and the eight three. three. Yeah. yeah, nice. 11 hit Not points. Bad. Very Not nice. Bad. I'll, I'll cop it. Uh, anything uh, else on your turn, Theo? Uh, yes, that was just a bonus action. Brilliant. Uh, I will also be hitting said skeleton right next to me. Yeah, absolutely. Disadvantage. Uh, yeah, disadvantage. But that's okay. Sorry, buddy. I'll go to the claws and just try and slap its ribcage out. Brilliant. Uh, 20 hits, 11 uh, damage. Disadvantage, give me a sec. Oh, yeah, to hit. That's true. Nope, that's a good point. These, these okay. don't have super high AC. Yeah, 25. Uh, 11 damage. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, good. You get another attack, do you not? I do. I had to bite it. Brilliant. Checking that it wasn't, wasn't dead. It's not dead yet. It looks very close to death. As you claw out its ribcage, uh, one of its arms falling off and shattering on the ground. Uh, 11 is just not enough. Let's see what your second roll yep. is. 25. Sorry. 11 well, is... Yeah. 11 is just not enough. As you go to destroy this skeleton, it's just still up. Anything else in your turn, Theo? Uh, that's bonus action and action done. Um, the corpse you- flower. The corpse flower um, is going to move out of Grinner's range. Uh, Grinner, you are still poisoned until the start of your turn. So you, uh, if you want to make an attack of opportunity, this will be with disadvantage. It is currently restrained. Oh, true. I should make a... Is it a strength uh, check to uh... escape? I think it is from memory. We have a look. 
net 5e. Pretty sure it is. A creature can use its action to make a DC 10 strength check, cool. freeing itself or another creature within its reach on the success. Yeah, that's fine. I'll make a strength check for it. Um, what's the DC You can also to deal 5 slashing to... damage to the Ten. net. It also frees the uh, creature if you do 5 slashing damage to it. Is it only 10 to escape? Yeah, yeah, it yeah it's only 10 to escape. That was 11. Uh, it's j just oh, escapes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was somebody grappled by it when it came out of the ground? No. Um, Luther was grappled by some tendrils uh, from deep ah. underneath. While it remained yeah. hidden, it could attack from underneath, but then when you burned it, it revealed itself. Um, Grinner, it, this, the corpse flower moves away from you towards one of the skeleton archers. Did you want to make an attack of opportunity? I do, but it's a disadvantage. So. It is, I'm sorry to say. Nat uh, 1. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. As the corpse flower moves over to one of the, the zombie arches, the skeleton arches, you watch as the tendrils reach out, grab onto it, and pull it within itself, tearing it apart. As it does so, the red sap begins to pulse, and you watch as the creature heals itself ever so slightly. Um, oh, I hate that. Is that. That's <laughs> going to be... Oh, that's not bad. Brilliant. Seems to heal itself a little bit. Um, that's actually all its movement. It uses action to escape, bonus action to reabsorb the skeleton, digest. That's it. Grinner, it's your turn. Uh, you are no longer yeah. poisoned. Good. Let's see if we can change that again. I'm going to run up to it and attack it. <laughs> Brilliant. I thought that might be the case. We've gone very much uh, over. I did want to finish this uh, encounter in one go, but we might have to, to pause it. I'm go going to I'm, I'm attack it... Um, using the tavern brawler which i believe allows me to grapple it as well if i remember correctly what is it when you make an unarmed strike with an imp or with an improvised weapon on your turn you use a bonus action to attempt to grapple cool so i'm going to attack it and attempt to and attempt to grapple grapple nat 20. uh let's roll some damage okay. first um so that's <laughs> seven bludgeoning damage uh plus a d4 takes that to 11 bludgeoning damage uh, yeah. And would you like to attempt to grapple? I believe you still have another strike. You don't have to use your bonus action right away. You can attack it again and then grapple. Yeah, right. I'll do that. I'm going to punch it again. Yeah. 25. Five bludgeoning damage. Um, And you wanted to grapple it. I believe you make an athletics check. And it can make an uh, acrobatics or athletics check. I no, you make an acrobatics. No, it is athletics, and it can make an acrobatics or athletics, depending on what it prefers. Yeah. Uh, no, it, you grapple it. You grab onto it and hold it down. You know, Anything else on your turn, Grinner? Perfect. Luther. See, I told you, good at hugging. <laughs> <laughs> Luther, your turn. Okay, I'm going to shoot this skeleton warrior, hopefully in the face, and just take it out. Um, okay, so I'm going to do an attack... I'm going to use Sharpshooter on the attack. Uh, 24, so 19 to hit. Definitely. Uh, so 19 damage because of the plus 10, so 19 damage. Uh, still up? No. How would you like to do this? Because okay. um, Sharpshooter, um, I'm going to aim for like a structural point in the skeleton, and I'm going to, and the bullet's just going to pierce through it and cause it to just crumble from uh, hitting a structural Ooh, point. There is one thing, though. You're within range of one of the skeleton warriors. Do I, do I need to do that for the uh, deathless You don't need to breathing? breathe. Let me have a quick look what it specifically says about the um, stench yeah, of death. It does specifically say it is a stench of death. It says 
unless the creature is a construct or an undead. But it does specifically say stench, so I'm actually going to rule you don't need to make the save because it's specifically yeah. the smell of death. Um, sure. How I just do you want to do this? Just don't breathe anything in. Perfect. Um, yeah, like I said, just structural point and it crumbles in front of me. Brilliant. As the bullet pierces through the inner workings, whatever the, the heart stem of this creature is, it writhes in pain, lashing out. Grinner, you duck underneath one of these vines that wraps above your head, almost striking you. As the creature lets out this horrific screech and drops lifeless to the ground all around you, you watch as the beautiful blue and purple flowers wither, fading away into this rotten black form. And the skeletons, the zombies that have been summoned by it, drop as if puppets with their strings cut. That, that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. That was a little bit longer than we normally do. Thank you for so sticking around a, with us. Yeah. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Brunax. I might have done 88 yeah. damage to it, but it also yeah. apparently uh, did 40 damage to me in one round two. So like with the skeletons <laughs> and the archers. So it was a tick for tap game. So uh, yeah, that yeah. is. And, and I, on that did point. 34 to me in one, one, one go and summoned a, some skeletons. So... <laughs> On that no, point, don't fuck around. For the record, I'm on seven health. So, yeah. <laughs> so, even, even though we defeated it and none of us went down, don't. Uh, that was, uh, that was yeah, awesome. a close victory for us. So, it was good. Yeah, I, um, awesome. I, I sort of had like a tiered system to bring in creatures once it got past certain health points, just in case of a, a sudden like overrush of, uh, of damage. Um, because it can summon zombies as a bonus action each round but then we also paired it with some skeletons because by itself it was a, a medium difficulty encounter so then i had to bum rush in all the skeletons when you dealt 88 fucking damage yeah, in a turn <laughs> gonna, it was gonna happen like i had like different tiers and as you crossed each tier and your skeleton was gonna be brought in you triggered every tier in one attack <laughs> or not one attack but in one round it was insane thank you so much Thank you so much, Brune, for summoning that creature. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. It has been wonderful seeing all your lovely faces. We are going to have to rush away now, but if you're watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to go raid Corsair's Cove. Everyone else, if you're watching on YouTube or on the podcast, thank you so much. Consider hitting that subscribe button on YouTube. We've only got 70 more legends to go before we, uh, before we smash that uh, YouTube partner program goal. Um, in terms of watch hours, I think we have to get to 4,000. We're currently at 29,000 watch hours. So I think we've probably just crossed that threshold. Um, so it's just the it's just, just the numbers left for, uh, for subscriber count. Thank you so much, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really soon. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you.